Welcome to the Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever, decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself and a revolving co-host or co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with a goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not, however, what we're going to be doing today. Today, we are going to be discussing a very different movie from the 92 movies on the list, at least as far as accolades go, but we recently ran a social media Twitter tournament pinning up movies that were sub-50% critic on Rotten Tomato, and the winner of it all was the 1989 film Roadhouse, and that movie was selected by Grant Z, and I will now turn the mic over to Grant Z, and he's going to take us through this journey to the Roadhouse. Grant. I'll do the best I can. What's going on, everybody? This is Grant Z, and like Kieran said, Roadhouse was the movie that I picked for the tournament. I think it is a fantastic, over-the-top action movie. Woo! That, <laughs> that just that, that takes pretty much every kick-ass element you could ever think of and throws it into one blender and just... It just comes out with some kind of, just some beautiful concoction. <laughs> everything from from monster trucks to the buildings blowing up to throat rips to, <laughs> to every, everything you can possibly want to put into a movie. It's That's there. everything you want. Yeah. But uh, before we really get into this, let's, uh, let's introduce the other two, other two guests on this show. To my left is... Hey guys, it's Joey R. Very excited to be here to talk about Roadhouse. Not cocktail, unfortunately. Listen, cocktail didn't get the win, but cocktail, I think the difference is cocktail's an actual bad movie, where Roadhouse is an actual good movie. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But. Hey guys, Artie B here. Very excited to talk about this masterpiece. <laughs> and Artie B, a first-time viewer here of, of Roadhouse. Yes, I saw this for the first time three days ago, or I should say I welcomed this into my life three days ago. <laughs> How many yeah. times have you watched it since? Uh, two and a half, and then I fell asleep <laughs> in the middle of the song, third time. You know, this is um, this is technically my s the second movie I've recommended to you, Artie. Yeah, you're two for two, as uh, I said, with a homer and a double. <laughs> I'd give MacGruber a double. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the, the Roadhouse is like, you bought yourself right five free recommendations. <laughs> yeah, right now I have a pretty good slugging percentage happening right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, good. I'm happy about it. I don't know, so, all right, so we know that Artie just recently watched it. Joey, when did you first come into Roadhouse? So in high school at some point. Okay. I remember the first time I've seen it. I just remember, you know, watching Point Break forever. Mm -hmm. And then I saw this in there, so I watched it, loved it, and have just continually watched it throughout all the years. Right. Because it's it's just excellent. It's an excellent movie. Yeah. What about you? It's a lot of fun. Uh, I remember my first time well because it was pretty damn recently. When we <laughs> when we recorded the first episode that we gave out the sub-50s, which was, I believe, the Broadway Melody Games yeah. of Goodfellas, Correct. where the four of us each gave our three picks. We didn't even know we were going to do a tournament at that time. It was... It was really new, which is kind yeah, of Yeah, we just talking. said, ah, let's just... I just think Artie came up with the idea, so let's, let's figure out our best bad movies. Yeah, it's just a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, we went around with that, and Grant, you picked Roadhouse, and that was one that everyone was like, oh, God, Roadhouse. Such, Roadhouse. Such a great pick. I had never seen Roadhouse, and it was right. kind of one of those, it's always one of those movies where, oh, have you ever seen Roadhouse? And I just go, yeah, I have, because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You know? like, but uh, I, we, of course, then in this winter went through that time period where we were all inside our houses, not much, not much to do, so I right. just made a list of every movie 
that everyone's been annoying me to watch for the last decade or so, sure. and Roadhouse was right on top of it. And when we were having a discussion, you guys were really glowing about it, and I'm like, all right, I gotta watch Roadhouse, and like Artie, how glad I was to welcome it yeah. into my life. I, it's, I just just a blast. It's an yeah, absolute blast. It's, it instantly it's so, drags you in. It's a movie. It's a movie that no matter when or where you are, it always makes sense to watch. Like yeah. you know, you're never like you're never like passing it on. Never passing it on. Like a you know, like HBO, and you're just like ah, I'm not in the mood. Like yeah. you never say that. You're <laughs> and no matter like, what time right. of the movie it is, whether yeah. it's the beginning, the middle, any point, you hop in, you watch it as much as you can, and you love every scene. Exactly, every 100. scene's a hook. Yep. Yeah, every scene. Yeah. it's it's just it's one of those, it's like an album where every song could be, <laughs> like every song on the album can be like a hit. Right, you know, it right. just it just never stops. And since stops. you're comparing it to an album, like the music in this movie, oh, is it's just, fantastic. It's, it's great. just a killer soundtrack. Yeah. Well, it's actually kind of why I'm, I'm surprised that it took you so long to watch this movie because of your affinity for you know yeah. you know country culture and everything. Yeah, well, everything related. I mean, it's more bluesy. It but is, but a little bit comes with the idea of like you know I didn't really know much about it. I just knew Swayze was in it. and I got it mixed up with Dirty Dancing. The other thing with the '80s nostalgia too is like if I hadn't seen it by now, why am I dipping back into it? And yeah, you know, I was I was very wrong. It's, it's a it's a movie. <laughs> there there are some movies from our childhood that. We kind of watch through rose tinted glasses, you know, because we grew up. We grew up with them, and, and they're like, if someone, if someone watches them as yeah. an adult, they're like, "No, this movie's, this movie's yeah. terrible." Why do I like this? Yeah, why? Right. Yeah. So, but Roadhouse is impervious to that. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah. And I, I got to say, one thing we're going to do today too is uh, we all kind of came with our what we think is the most popular movie we've never seen. Yeah. And it's you got to kind of search your conscience and be like, well, no, I really haven't seen that movie. I, you gotta I, be I, honest. I'm telling with myself I've been you seeing it. Be honest with yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, front end empty. So we're each gonna gonna come together with one. So that's gonna be fun too. We're gonna come clean, folks. Where it's it's, it's movie <laughs> confession the, the, time. The, the dark the darkest recesses of our. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my easy answer for that is Godfather, and I was told I can't use that. So yes. I really well, now, go now, deep. I'll come into play. Yeah, we've we brought up a couple times that Joey hasn't seen the Godfather movies, and you will be on both Godfather yes. episodes. I'm super excited about it. Can't wait for that. Yeah, we have that that untapped resource of someone who's never seen it and get a fresh fresh eyes on it can be very so cool. So I go real deep into the next level of and movies. This, by the way, is going. We haven't had this four together yet, but this is the Godfather four. Love this it. Is gonna be oh, the, cool. Yeah, so it's going to be. Oh, cool! I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Too, so. I'm really excited about. Joey's going to need a fresh ream of paper for his printer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, work. <laughs> <laughs> Some new toner. <laughs> he just has like a private leasing deal with WB Mason. <laughs> <laughs> just like shipping up to his apartment. Yeah. He's going to come in with Dwight Schrute's case of complaints. That's <laughs> his file of Godfather notes. Graham, what was your first? Yeah, um, it was it was later than later than Joey's. I think it was I was in my thirties probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I was married and everything, and I think it was just on. And I, I was like, you know what? I've never seen this, and I've heard great things. And I so sat, that, yeah, okay. And I and I sat down and watched it, and it. Met every expectation, and then I just never looked back. Right. Yeah. And then oh, we, yeah. we, I remember talking to you about it that weekend, and we're like, "Yes, we just talked about Roadhouse oh, for so good. an hour at a bar." Yeah, it's um, especially at a bar. It's one of those you're always glad you have it. Yeah, and I just gotta say too is like when I first watched this a couple months ago, for the first time, like I watched it two days later. Again, yeah. like that's it's just one of those. It's like, whoa! I want to experience. It doesn't this get like, old. No, it does. It not does get not old. get old. It's so rewatchable, it, just it, over and over. It's so f- and everything is just fun. Yeah, Kieran said on the way over. What did you say? It aged. It aged fabulously. It, it, it ages brilliantly. Yeah, yeah it, it aged. Well, like, it, like it doesn't age. Like that's the thing. Right. Like right. It just it just 
It's like preserved it's, in some. It's some like a way. mystery as to why <laughs> but it, it doesn't. Because visually, it's dated. The hair. Yeah, it's, it's very clearly the '80s, but yeah. it does not feel old. And the at all. some of it doesn't kinda, even make sense. Well, yeah, like, the business like has the, aged a bit the too. The neon lights and the bartender right. and all the smoking and things yeah. like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like smoking in a bar. I was like, wow, that was a thing. Yeah. Well, I'll say too though, if you guys I don't know if you guys have ever watched Cheers or watched it recently. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Like the bar business is interesting, where there are some elements of it that have like laughably aged where it's sure. like the, like people calling the bar and asking if their spouse is there you right. know like that that where the age of no cell phones and right, phone right. books and all that and then there's just things about a bar that will never change it's just like the guy who's got nowhere to be sitting at the end of the bar and he's there every night sure. you know yeah. uh, so you know the, the, all the knife fights and <laughs> <laughs> yeah people just count, pull out yeah, pull out hunting the bar, knives a, bar, a bartender the bartender tells you to take your girl off the table and he starts and try to stab him you know things that happen to bars all the time <laughs> My favorite part of the, at the bar, bandstand, it was just like a little like pocket knife, and then we get to deuce, the deuces. Yeah, like Bowie knives, it's bow, yeah, giant yeah. knives. I was like, yeah. "What are we doing?" Well, uh, listen, double deuces it was a bad place. At yeah, that they really time. let you know that with the knife choice. Those knives yeah. are for like getting through jungle shrub, shrubbery, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like field yeah. dressing. It was and Rambo deer. knives. Yeah, yeah. Took, right. Took one out of his room. I yeah. think out of the uh, <laughs> getting yeah. through the layers of I bear will, fat out right. of your carpet. It's not made for just fighting the bar in Jasper, Missouri. I will. I will say this. I feel like. The person that made the, the person that made the biggest bones in Jasper, Missouri, like had to have been like the sporting goods store that sold the knives, <laughs> yeah, right? Like the knife sharpening truck that goes oh around like the ice cream yeah. truck. That guy just he couldn't make it he through just, a street. He just, he just makes a bank. Did that in the walk-in bank. medical clinics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the city, With no the city. privacy laws, where's the where's doctor? Oh, she's right back there. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's an X-ray. She's looking at some guy's intestines. Just see yourself through the hallway. Just go, find the, just find go the room. alone. No problem. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just bring this with you. <laughs> Can oh, you actually take this guy's yeah. chart? Yeah. No, he br- he brings his own. <laughs> as we find out, because it saves time. It does save time. Right. Need your degree. So I, I, I was watching this for, I don't know how many times, and I was thinking about this. It was, made me laugh that um, Dalton comes from New York. Wade comes from wherever he was at that time. And everybody knew him. There was a reputation. Tillman goes in and he says, oh, you're the best. He says, no, Wade's the best, but Wade's getting old, right? So is this taking place... Where we're at, or is this an alternate universe where b- bouncers are famous? <laughs> I think this has, this has to be like we like we talked about with the knife fights. This has to be an alternate universe, right? Where yeah. like this kind of violence is acceptable, and yeah, like this, it, it's it's they some, just kind of it's, like, it's like Earth twenty thirty two, like for a, something like that. Like a bar yeah. owner comes into some money, and he's like, you know what, I got to do? I'm going to go to New York and get the famous James Dalton to come save my bar. Yeah. Right. Because he's the best cooler around. Well, it's, it's, wait, hold it. Is was the bandstand in New York? It was in New York. Yes, it was. Yes, I, 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 I wasn't it. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the Lost Island. It's just this <laughs> town that has its own <laughs> culture, and like, there's no outside influence. These people are like that. Sounds like they have no escape from this guy. Right. They could probably just drive down the road a few miles and find yeah, another town. Like a big place. It's like an isolated this story is, town. Like this, this isn't. Is, this isn't Gotham City with the bridges blown. <laughs> like it's like a, it's almost like a sixth grade essay. It's like make a setting. It's like okay, a town with a, a couple bars and an auto parts store. Yeah, and is that and a knife store? And a knife store. Is that maybe just like the culture of a bad movie where you could just kind of be like, well, ah, you know what? We're just we're making our own rules. And we I don't think care. that's it's not. It's not even yeah. like it's set on the that, moon. Like it's right. in Kansas. Yeah, so it's, it's just a, a setting. Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, uh, Missouri. Oh, okay, Missouri. Right. But it's that's just the, uh, just bar- bouncers being famous is like. The, 
and when the 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 random bartender who has nothing, a waitress at the bar who has nothing else going on, or like I have like, heard Dalton? of you. Yeah. Like why have you heard that's, of him? You're Dalton. Like, like if this was like a high end bar, and he's coming from high end bars. Like maybe you could convince me, but this is a shithole that no one. No one outside of Jasper's heard of Jasper. Yeah, they're just, I guess yeah. it's just like the MCU of coolers and bar guys. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh my God, it's yeah. Sam Elliott. Here he is. His superpowers are coming here to fight, yeah. you know, five foot two Brad Wesley. And, they were, yeah, and now this yeah. is before the age of cell phones. So how does Tillman not only know about and find yeah. Dalton, he also knows about Wade Garrett and that he's older. Right. Like, how does he <laughs> know all this? this what, I this, know these, you. These coolers are famous in this very yeah. odd world. Yeah, there's no internet, there's no social credit. media. It's how just, do you know and, them? And they all know about Memphis and everything yeah, that happened yeah. in Memphis with yeah. Dalton. Like, his I, reputation I think, precedes him. Garrett as his mentor. Garrett calls him my son, right? So, right. So I'll Me, say maybe, oh, like, yeah, if I'm yeah. going to take an attempt to explain or, or attempt to, to tackle this nitpick here, maybe there's been, like, a little bit of a, a, a manifest destiny of bar entrepreneurs, and these guys have built up these businesses from dives to successful businesses. Maybe. Because of that, the bar owners have a chat. like, oh, and this guy can, you know, and, like, you know, Dalton's good. And Sam Elliott's good, but well, that guy's getting old, so you want the new up and coming guy. He's basically he's he's saved bars like John Taffer, right? Like right. that's basically what. And I know Artie's got a lot to say about I, the, there the are John Taffer. Numerous <laughs> parallels. Uh, we've already passed one. He goes and scouts out the bar and doesn't let anyone know who he is. Taffer can't do it himself, so he sends in spies. Send in spies. There's a parallel right there. Yeah, yeah. He's like they work at the ro- at the local radio station, and then they, and they know a thing or two about good business. <laughs> Like, all right. I said a few food bloggers from Seattle. I said in this <laughs> shitty indie band who has a one-hit wonder. They're going to go and order a burger and see what they like. We have, a, we have a few guys from the Las Vegas Nights, and they're here, and then they're going to take a look at it. <laughs> this but, bar that's known for creepy odors, I'm sending my 18-year-old daughter, and I'm yeah. going to get real upset when she gets here's four large, yeah. Here's four large Russians and a camera crew. No one will know that they're the guy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send my wife in scantily clad to like a bar that has a renowned sex offender guy behind the bar. And then he gets mad and storms in. He's like, "That's my wife. That's my wife. You're about to give her some undercooked chicken." I do not. Do you see what your chef's doing back there? He's not even using gloves. Okay, but before this turns into a bar rescue podcast, yeah, let's, and Chris G quits it's gonna be the hard, podcast. It's gonna be hard not to turn this into. When you guys first met Tillman, do you think he was gonna be the bad guy? Uh, I don't know. He was a creep. He was like staring. He, he was he like looks, lurking. He, he was like staring at staring at Dalton from afar. He does a lot of staring throughout the whole movie. A lot of lurking and staring. He, comes he likes out, to lurk and He stare. comes out of the limo. He's wearing a bullet tie. He looks like a priest. <laughs> and he comes out the party. First of all, I'm like, oh, he looks just like a creepy priest. I was thinking, do I have a bias because I've seen him be a bad guy in movies since then, he's but been, before well, I've the, seen Roadhouse. Kevin Ties. He's Locke's dad in Lost. Okay. He's the bad, he's bad guy. He's the newsies. Oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that a thousand times. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I was like, so that's I. Th- I know like, what you're saying. I did think that. I'm like, this guy's sleazy. But then I'm like, this guy's the good guy. Yeah, John Locke's con artist dad and lost. So that's <laughs> he just stares. Like he, it's just him staring. And, and listen, Swayze's very handsome. I think we would all. But he's a little much with it. Yeah. All right. So we're ready to to, to officially get started here. So we're yeah. Gonna let's go. do it. So the year is 1989. Movies Roadhouse. The WWF heavyweight champion that year, Joey, was the immortal Hulk Hogan. Beautiful. I somehow knew that. Other it was the 80s. It was, it was the 80s. We <laughs> get it every year. Other world <laughs> leaders include the Prime Minister of England, Margaret Thatcher, 
the President of Italy, Francesco Cosiga, Prime Minister of Canada, Martin Brian Mulroney, President of France, Francois Mizrand. The Stanley Cup champions were the Calgary Flames as they <laughs> defeat the Montreal Canadiens four games to two. And the CMA Country Song of the Year was chiseled in stone by Vern Gosden. Now, gentlemen, I just want to ask you this, and we'll put you on the spot here. As country songs, we know always tell wonderful stories that you guys often like to hear. What do you think chiseled in stone is about? I think a guy got a tattoo that he regrets. Okay. Ooh, that's interesting. That's a good one. Um, I think chiseled in stone is about... Um, a tattoo that's on my A tattoo that's on my <laughs> No, I, I, I think it's about um, almost, almost like a rock cow. It was just like he used to be all tough. He used to be like this big, strong guy, but now he's no longer chiseled on stone. Wow, interesting. Okay, Grant's probably the closest. So I, don't, I didn't know this song until I looked this up and listened to it today. And as most, most country songs, you can figure out they're about after the first listen. Sure. And <laughs> Chiseled on Stone is about a, a, a man who gets, has, gets into a fight with his girlfriend... Yeah. Storms off to the local bar and sits next to an old man at the bar. And the old man explains to him, Look at me, son, I'm chiseled in stone because I ran out on my girl and I never went back and came to this bar and I've been here since, so you need to go back and apologize. So there you go. That's chiseled in stone. Okay. That's why I don't listen to country music. <laughs> <laughs> haters, haters. So, Roadhouse. Was Roadhouse. nominated for zero Oscars, unfortunately. Cinematography, that's a sick. Directed by Rowdy Harrington, screenplay by R. Lance Hill. It is starring Patrick Swayze, Kelly Lynch, Sam Elliott, Ben Gazzara, Kevin Ty, and Jeff Healy from the Jeff Healy Band. It was nominated for five Razzies, however. Aww. Did not win any. Mm. Nominations across the board. It got swept at the Razzies, I know. Worst picture, worst lead actor, Patrick Swayze, worst director, Roddy Harrington, worst supporting actor, Ben Gazzara. What? And worst screenplay. Tough. That is uh, travesty. Razzie's got it wrong. We we need to like hashtag hashtag Razzie so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to mention before we do this is the shining was also up for a Razzie too. Was so these really? guys, yeah. so these guys oh, don't know what always what they're doing. They can't see beyond the year at all. The, times, yeah. So. The, f- the fact that it was a flop hurts it and I think that's where the Razzie How did this not get nominated for an Oscar for best original story? <laughs> Who even thought of this? How do you think of the so, premise? I mean, it came it's from, an, listen, it's an original story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it came I mean. from like a very brief premise of a local bad guy got murdered and no one saw anything in the middle of the day, in the middle of the street. And somehow that turned into a bouncer coming to save the town. <laughs> so they had the most ridiculous part <laughs> of the movie and they built the whole story around they, that. They went more ridiculous. Matt, you see that nothing? Is, you see something? That is, I saw nothing. Not to, not to skip to the end too much, but like that's, that goes, I follow that under the like, Oh, everything fell apart right after the movie ended. Like it's like there's no way like everything went like everything went to shit as soon as they like, the credits rolled. Already because so, it was kind of fun that you as you were watching it the first time you couldn't hold yourself back and you just had to you, like yeah. chime with the group. It was awesome. Walk us through the opening song of that movie there. Don't throw stones. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> Don't throw stones. Don't throw stones. I, the movie just starts off with awesome panning shots and tons of extras and bottle props that are waiting, waiting to be broken. Right, and there's like, it's like a Steve Van Zant type character running the band there. Well, that's Yeah, they the were really good. Really good. 
bar was running don't smooth. Throw stones. The dancing was wild. You don't That's, know. <laughs> they were I don't think they knew they were like that was a take. They were just kind of like to keep moving. They were just loving the music. Yeah. They were into it. Wasn't good dancing. Yeah, there's a um because I remember when I was I was watching I was watching that opening number, and I was like these guys look familiar. At least the lead singer looked familiar. Uh-huh. And I was like they kind of looked like the band from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. And you nailed it. And yeah. they were. Yep. And it's, I yep. knew it. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. I'm like, it's... A, it's it even, looks, and then it's I, crazy. They basically, besides them playing on dead bodies, right. and everyone turns, <laughs> like, that, I was like, I was like, that is it. Like, that's exactly where I knew yeah. it. The from. lead singer was the giveaway. I was like, this guy's hideous, but he could pretty, he's pretty good. It was, yeah, the, um, and, the and, band, the band, the band was playing, they were called the, uh, Cruzados, and then the, uh, the lead singer, uh, Tito Lariva, he formed the band Tito and Tarantula, which was the band that played in From Best Old Dawn. And awesome. as always, that's amazing. Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino know their stuff, so they go, these guys are in, these guys are in Roadhouse, yeah. we're, we're employing Oh, I'm sure they're obsessed with yeah. Roadhouse. <laughs> I mean, how could you not be? Yeah. Yeah. So I felt a lot of Quentin in this. The, the, the lot of panning shots in the big room, and then like the person walks in close in front. I love that. The, the camera work in this movie was wrong. Was really really well done. It was better than it probably had any business. Yeah, like really. It was like you know the the move. The they they took this movie very seriously. Yeah, and for the for the follow up. Yeah, for the for the subject matter of the movie, you would like it would be very easy for them. Just like oh, it's some stupid bartender movie or pouncer movie. Let's just phone it in. Like they did not phone it in at all. (laughs) They probably all thought they were going to be nominated for Oscars while they were filming it. Like this is a masterpiece. They put in a sincere effort. And I really feel like it, it's not recognized that way. Yeah, I, concru- I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. this was a, a flop. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a flop. It was not what... And one of the things that they attributed to is, I saw was that the way they marketed it, it this is Judge Joel, he said it's his follow-up to Dirty Dancing. Right. So they marketed to... It's like a love story. Women, to, to females. Yeah. Like, to, to women, like middle-aged women <laughs> were into Swayze. Now, is that why they show his bare ass in the movie? I guess no so. Yeah, right. I mean, just to, just to let everyone know. The camera that. pans up and then you just centers on his ass and he walks a little bit. I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no complaints. Not and complaining. Then, and then years later, like a bunch of kids in their college dorm stumble upon it and it becomes a cult classic and that's what the, they should have been dedicating right. it to to begin with. They completely with. botched the marketing because yeah. the whole time like Swayze needed bodyguards because women were just storming the trailer and whatnot. Well with yeah. that hair how do you not I mean. Yeah. Yeah the, the tagline too is great as they tie in Dirty Dancing you know, so that's fun. The dancing's over. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Like they really just tried to get everyone who saw Dirty sometimes, Dancing come see Roadhouse. Geez, sometimes studios just Mess things up so badly, so really out of did. touch, yeah. so out of touch. Like thinking that this was the same crowd as Dirty Dancing crowd is just like, what are you guys doing? No. But back to Grant's point, the cinematography getting no love is the dance is well done. It's well done. It's it's super basic, but like they nail it. There there are moments I'll I'll get in. I can get into this later when we have during Grant's corner. <laughs> <laughs> when we enter like, Grant's when corner, I, I have I have a lot of like because. After I've seen this movie like twenty times, I start picking up on things. I'm like, "That's really clever how they shot that, or that, you know." Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I can get into those a little bit later. All right, and, cool. And uh, I whiffed a little in the series. It's the dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. So oh, <laughs> they really, wow, they really wow. went all in on it. That makes me so sad. I wish I didn't know about that line. <laughs> no, that uh, makes me sad. But so, well, I mean, it wasn't what the market was. It was a gigantic flop. But yeah, you know, well, just so, destroyed what they're doing. 
Well, there was a lot of movies during that time, like, how the hell did this work? What about Dirty Dancing? How does this work? Why is this entertaining? Why is this a classic? Is it just Patrick Swayze? Jennifer, a lot of Swayze. I mean, well, he has wanna, three like, movies that are just cult I, classics. I want to say this. Let's, let's talk about Patrick Swayze right now in this. In this movie, his wins above replacement, his war in this movie <laughs> is at, like, a Mike Trout, Barry Bonds level. Like, yeah. he, he comes in and just takes this movie over. You put anyone else of his... Of his peers in this spot, this yeah. movie is just a forgettable trash. Yeah. He's got this weird, like, buy it's it. almost like a it's it's a it's a confident but kind of like I it's don't a know, humble confidence. Creepy's not the right word, but no, like unsettling energy that he's because he's it's so a, happy and calm all buy, the time. Be nice. It's right, weird. Be nice, but he'll fuck you up. Yeah, you buy into it, right? And it's hard to do like for someone that is a has a degree in philosophy, a doctorate in philosophy from NYU, who's also a bouncer, who's also this martial arts expert, and whatever the fuck else he does, you believe it somehow. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's it's, a believability Like, to Swayze it. has a run there. I mean, we're looking at Dirty Dancing, this, Point Break, Ghost, like... Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, so he has a fire run. Yeah. Right. And yeah. all the premises outside, are un- unrealistic. Out, outside right wasn't far outside, before that. Yeah. Red Dawn wasn't yeah. far before yeah. that. Yeah, Red Dawn was what, three years before? Something like that. I think the Red Dawn's 86. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just, yeah. he's creating all of them. And the other thing, too, is he plays, he, in playing Dalton, Dalton is not like a cool guy. He's not like the he's not like the Bruce Willis who's like at the head of his lunch table at school, like he's you know, making bony. all the jokes and everyone's laughing. Love it. He's sitting on another table by himself. He's, he's, got, he's, he's got like a he's got an, an he's, antisocial, he's, introverted. He's just element. okay with himself. He's, he's, right. he's, he's like so Buddha. He's, he's zen. He's yeah, zen. He's the one that he's Man the one that sits for faith and all that shit. He's right. One that sits behind. He's the one that sits in the back of the class, laughing at all the class clowns trying to. Like, Get all the attention. Right. Yeah, he yeah. sees it from of, a step back, yeah. another yeah. perspective. But yeah. he's also he's a little socially awkward too. Is the other side of it? Like his, well, he barely speaks. Yeah, he speaks his, in like yeah. one and like two like, words. He's sentences. standing there and I'll give a coffee. Like he's he's a little uncomfortable. He's confident, but he's yeah, a little. I mean, socially he's physically confident, socially not. I mean, and I think that's why yes, it works so yes. much. Yeah. Because even because when he does his like presentation to the staff. The confidence comes out a little bit more because he's in like the role. Yeah. But otherwise, when he's just kind of in the world, he's not. Yeah, I have I a question. He's a he's a major health nut. He's obviously into like tai chi or kung fu. He's in phenomenal shape. Right. And the guy smokes cigarettes nonstop. Like it's it's the eighties. Yeah. But is there just no line. information available to him? It's he's a 80s. doctorate. He has a doc. He's. It's the yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's just. You know, everyone like, just looks like, cooler it's like, smoking it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, like, oh, he looks it's great. Like, it's like, don't worry, guys. He's a little bit cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He's, he's, he's cool enough, guys. Before yeah. we head into the old double deuce, let's talk about what we brought the drink today. So, I finished mine already, because <laughs> we've been going for a little bit. But, <laughs> but don't worry, it's only a 7.8% ABV, ABV oh, beer. It's a new Belgium. God help the editing. Team. Liquid Paradise IPA. The Liquid Paradise IPA. New Belgium. New Belgium is a great, is a yeah, great really brewery. brewery. Um, Colorado. And great design. They're yeah, design. their art's great. Yeah, really cool. Art's great. It really brings you in. Yep. Yep. A little dark, but great. <laughs> the darkness works. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go get another different beer, so I'll be right back. <laughs> Take that 10% one I got for you. What are you drinking, Joey? I'm drinking uh, Lawson's Finest Liquids, the Super Session Number 4 Centennial. Um, Lawson's does the Sip of Sunshine, which I don't know if you guys have had, is excellent. Hmm, I've heard of it. I yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's one of my favorite summer beers. Um, really good. And so I went today and uh, the kid at the brewery said, asked if I tried the Super Session yet, and I had it. It's 
8%, and it's just, it's excellent. It's a Northeast, it's a Northeast brewery. I think they're in Vermont. Cool. And, uh. Very cool can. Yeah. So, really good. Vermont has some of the best breweries in the country, That's for right. sure. Really yeah. impressive breweries. Everything about Vermont is great. <laughs> Grant, what do you got over there? Uh, well, um, I tried very hard to find a, um. A beer that was based near Jasper, uh, Jasper, Missouri, but no luck. Um, <laughs> nothing I can find readily available. Um, so I went, it's kind of an out-of-the-box reference. It's a Kentucky coffee barrel stout, and uh, I got this because of Dalton's affinity for drinking coffee on the job. Love it. Is it leaded or unleaded? Leaded. It's 8%. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> Okay, and I have uh, a very seasonal choice here. We have our recording this on the first week of Sunday football. Mm -hmm. I have my Giants jersey on. Grant has, has his Giants hat on. Mercifully, the Giants didn't play today. Ba -da -da -ba -da -man. <laughs> so I went with the pumpkin beer because it is pumpkin season. Now I was going to bring the Schlafly pumpkin, which is one of my favorites, oh. and is a St. Louis, uh, Missouri brewery, so we're, we're right there in that. But I wanted to go a little lower in the alcohol because... You know, it's just it responsible. So I, it's a four point five percent. It's the Shipyard Pumpkin Head. Shipyard's one of my favorite pumpkins. Great yes. beer. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's the pump. lightest. I think it's like the lightest one. Is it? Four point five percent. It's really good. Uh, real nice and uh, Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York. It's I really know. good with the nice like sloppy rim job. You get the old rim it. in yeah, there. Yeah, nice it's, sloppy it's, rimmer. It's good, so. Now, none of us would be allowed to be drinking on the job with Dalton at the helm. No way. Walk us, only. walk us through Dalton's first experience with the old Double Deuce, Grant. Well, he observed some really awful behavior from the staff. This is... I don't think I've ever witnessed a, such an unprofessional staff <laughs> ever at any line of work. Like, people selling pills. Like, a bouncer that gets mad at another employee and throws him into a table of other patrons. <laughs> hey, should we go nipple nipple? Oh my... And, and then uh, I love Terry Funk just pops Terry, up out of nowhere. <laughs> Terry Funk, he was the unsung hero of this movie. He's Good so God. Great. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, let's... let's Let's just Terry Funk speaks only in in WWF one-liners oh, throughout the entire it's movie. Just so one, good. One of them, one, one of them, one of them is a nom, is a nomination for my favorite quote of the movie. <laughs> he he is. It's like we were doing a BPC segment, and one of us possibly already had too many beers and, and decided to just randomly cast a wrestler into a movie. <laughs> and it was Terry Funk. And yeah. we laugh and go, Artie, that's ridiculous. No one would ever do that. Uh, but here we have Terry Funk starring he's in great. Roadhouse. He's oh, the full body press over the, the oh, head no, into the chicken wire. Uh, you know what? Imagine me describing that. I'm like, and he only speaks in WWF <laughs> online. Yeah, and he does like, wrestling movies. Right, you're like, that's you the know, worst thing I've ever heard. Are we going to take this seriously or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're just all talking shit about Artie. Oh, man. And, and the next time anyone watches this movie, this is one of my little favorite moments in this movie. Joe, you just mentioned where they, they do the overcan of this ridiculous <laughs> bar know. brawl that's broken this out. Three Stooges brawl. And, yeah. and the, the head bouncer, Terry Funk, is holding a customer over Probably his head best, in a yeah. gorilla press slam, tosses him, and then the th what happens next is my one of my favorite parts of the movie. He spins around and just starts spinning <laughs> his fists in the air like Popeye, like, who's that? Who's that? Like he's, like, he's like, he's in the middle of the Royal Rumble. It's just, it's, you have to watch it. Like, it's so, great I watched that thing. scene over and over. Like, I went back. I was like, oh, this is too good. It's his, just unbelievable. His lack of acting experience makes his performance in this movie so incredible. It's almost like if he had a little genuine. bit of training, he would have stunk. Yeah. It's, it feels genuine. He's like, just, he just feels like uh, he, just, right. he just comes across as a meathead bouncer. Right. He yeah. just, he was just, 
that's probably what he did at some point when he was trying to learn when he was trying to get up in wrestling in yeah. shitty bars in the he's, middle of the country. He was probably a bar, yeah, he and he's just guy. like, I'm just gonna all right, who's the biggest asshole I used to work with? I'm just gonna be that guy <laughs> and I'm gonna ham it up to the wrestling levels oh, and yeah. go at it. And as we'll learn out later when he just randomly decides to join the bad guys. He runs like Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, later. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Stiff arm at the end. Where yeah, like, he, he runs and then pulls his guard. Yeah, him oh, him oh, holding God. a gun. Oh my it's, God! Yeah, he, he was he was trained to use weapons, never a gun. Yeah, he's no oh. high flyer. He's a he's a he's a mat brawler <laughs> grappler. No, you see, sure. like, no, you, you you read about like Keanu Reeves and all the shredding he did for John Wick, and you're like, oh, well, he, Terry Funk did none of that. Right. He somehow yeah. did the opposite of it. Like it took away training to go to somebody else. Um. I, you, Grant, you bring up ridiculous, horrible employees here with this, and there, there are some things in this that you watch, like the, the knives and the sits. Like, yeah. come on, is this real? I'll say this though, of the, and I, I mean, I've been around the business, already you've been around the business a little bit too. That bouncer who gets fired night one by uh, for you, you know for taking the girl in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hooking up. Yeah, just, yeah. just get I'm butt on, naked. I'm on my right. break. Stay on it. You stay on it, right? You'll be my so, regular Saturday you know, night. He goes over to the other door guys trying to do the job, and he goes, "I can't. This is a Sears card. Yeah. I can't let you in." He's yeah. like, "Oh no, I know them. I know them." And then he takes, but <laughs> I just want to say that I have seen that type of behavior happen more than once in, sure. that, in the scene. Just the oh no, they're good. Like yeah. I know that that's that's a. Uh, that, that's a gift certificate, but let's. That's let's a library yeah. card to a middle school. So now I could really speak to this because I was a bouncer. The other thing about Steve in this scene, he, he was wearing a cut off flannel with no shirt underneath. I mean, that's a good look. Just when I go to a bar, <laughs> it's a, it's, I call it. I call it the werewolf. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, after they transform and they, they rip all the sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta love this guy. Takes all his clothes off while the girl is still like, holding clothes, and he's plus, just in it. And he's, plus, on, he's on the job. He's on. He's on his break, though. To be fair, oh, right. he's on his he's, break. He's still on it as he speaks. <laughs> Dalton's big speech. Yeah, the rules. The rules. Speech. Because because. That, I like how rule number one is two different rules. Yes, I love it so much. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is my favorite quote. Grant, I gotta, I, I gotta. Since we're going there, my quote is here. Yeah, so that's my quote too. Uh, well, this is. We'll see if we have the same quote. But my quote is the very beginning of that whole oh, thing. Okay, okay so I, this is when I watched this movie for the first time, and I saw this, my jaw dropped, and I was like, this. Movie is next level right here. Like I, 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 I rewound it three times, and every single time I've watched this movie since, I hear the line and have to rewind it again because it's just amazing. All right, so Dalton has reviewed the whole thing. Now he's in. He's being introduced to the staff. Owner of the bar shows us this crappy pencil drawing of what he wants the sign to look <laughs> yeah. like, and he goes, "I have big visions for this this shithole," and more or less says to the staff. I got the best cooler around. He's going to protect my investment. He'll he'll be in charge. What he says goes. That's it. He's taken over from now. Right. Now, we've all in the workplace, whatever that job may be, where I've been, you've had them introduce the new guy who's in charge, the new right. middle manager. What it is? It's usually staff sitting there rolling their eyes, like you know, in the office. Oh, we're getting some great stretch. things yeah. coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, my really name's gonna, hey, my name's Dalton. Works. I'm really yeah. excited to meet you. We do it. Okay. This is Dalton. He's in charge now. Dalton <laughs> exhales the puff of the cigarette. Stands up straight, takes two steps forward, and says, Morgan, you're out of here. What the, what the, what? You don't have the right temperament for the trade. <laughs> so talking about a heat check. He starts off the free, doesn't say hello. He say my name. He goes, you, you're out of here. You're fired. You don't have the right temperament for the trade. 
gone. But gone. what a what a move to start things off there. But I love that, that line was, that so was, much. That was great. Then. It was such like a great way to assert his dominance. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like the one bouncer that can kick everyone's ass. Yeah, get rid of him. Just get rid of him. Just and, like and no man. He, goes, he immediately proves his him? point too because <laughs> yeah, he's right. like you don't have the right temperament for the job. He's like what the fuck do you mean? And he's like he loses it right away. He's going to kill you. And then, and just to follow it up with one of the most brilliant line deliveries of the entire movie, just staying into Terry Funk's just complete, completely having no idea what acting is, which making makes his acting for it incredible. Yeah, you're a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> How many takes do you think they did where they're like, okay, so line is, you're a dead man. Okay, here we go. You're a dead man. No. All right, Terry, <laughs> not, not Terry. Not. You're a dead man. Like, nah, Terry, you're that's a dead a little bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's just take it. Go, just move. Yeah. Let's go. Just, so he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's like he did a line and the coke hit him in the middle of that line. He's like, <laughs> you're a dead man. <laughs> it's just so good. So good. But I, I guess we all pick different yeah. lines of this as our quotes. So wait. He's like, I, I did the three rules because I thought they're absolutely hysterical, especially since Artie's point there's two of them in the first one. <laughs> Rule so, one is two rules. Right. So all you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two separate things. <laughs> That's right. That's right. slide two rules in there. Two, take it outside. Never start something inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. A rule, and, I mind you, they don't follow throughout the entire movie. Every oh, no, fight they, starts immediately no, no, in the bar. But it's the bouncers don't fight back. back. Yeah. The bouncers don't start it. Yeah, I actually have gone back because I think there's like eight fights and the bouncers... They're nice. There's, yeah, there's nice. only one fight And rule three, be nice. Be nice. Be nice like, until it's time to not, not be nice. Right. He's showing me if someone calls me a cocksucker, I'm not supposed to be offended. <laughs> Don't yeah. take it personally. What if they say my mother's a He's like, it's two she? nouns put together to elicit an emotional response. Like, what yeah. a douchey <laughs> answer. That's, that's the philosophy degree. That's yeah. the philosophy yeah. degree. Yeah. What if they call my mother a whore? Is, Is she? she? Steve's like, oh. And everyone laughs like, oh, he's kind of cool. If we're, right. if we're, ta- if we're, now we're talking about the scene, let me just talk about the cinematography of this, of this scene real quick. Now, the... Camera is always moving when Dalton moves. So it follows him, it pans left and right to follow his movement. But even on the reverse shots, when he's talking to the other bartenders and bouncers, you can tell Dalton's moving right before the camera changes, but when it goes to the when it goes to his audience, his quote unquote audience, it moves back and forth along with Dalton. It's just it's it's constantly It's clever. It's con- yeah, it's very clever. It's, it's clever. constantly getting his his perspective and how he's kind of showing the way he does things. Great. Goes overlooked. Great oh, I definitely scene. got that emo- emotion from it. Yeah, great scene for sure. It's just, you can't, you sucks totally. If they, if they didn't have it's you a, by now, they have you. Right. They yeah. have you here. No, it's, it's yeah. And and at that point, I'm watching him saying, I don't care if the rest of the movie is just this. Let's just let's just have them just have a different night of the, of the week. Like, right? like, we don't, need, we don't need a plot. We don't need anything else to happen. I think, I think, they're like, it's Penny Beer Night. <laughs> I think John Taffer said the same thing. Yeah, right. And Let's just watch this all night. Although John Taffer is not nice. John Taffer, <laughs> John Taffer like, was very good at failure. Yeah, but at the end he brings families together. <laughs> and, and he's like, he, <laughs> through some heavy <laughs> editing. Some heavy and editing, John right. Taffer will scream at you that you better smile. And we're like, yeah. And we're like, smile, you whore. And we're like, <laughs> we're like 30% of the bars don't make it after his. Uh, his Oh yeah! Oh, All right, right. right. That's not here. No, I'll right. say. I'll say. Two. I don't want to get into that. I just like right. the show and the facade <laughs> of the. I don't get the fact that he's a complete idiot. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's not a fun hour. I'll say yeah. too is that they'll that it's always well said that the hardest person to hire in this business is a bouncer, 
And the reason is, is because you usually get one of two people. The guy who can't handle himself or doesn't take the job seriously. The guy who lets in a 19-year-old kid. That's me. <laughs> he would have fired me immediately. I, I literally or, said to the guy who hired me, I'm not fighting anyone. <laughs> yeah, are, you, you know what? You're... You don't have the right temperament for the You do not have the right temperament. And and you know when you're just the opposite way. When you have no one who works, you have to put a you have to put a random guy behind the door. There you go. (laughs) And then the other one is the guy who takes takes his job too seriously looking for a fight. The Morgans of the world. Yeah. Right. So you have the guy who's taking the girls in the back and not paying attention to the job, letting the Sears card people in and do what it or you have Morgan who's gorilla press slamming random people in the town. So you, you, need, the guy, you need the guy that looks like Chris Cooper, and you need the fat guy. Yes, well, you need the fat guy. The fat guy really got on the Dalton train. I, guess yeah, I love how he got them. And the, and yeah, the, he, and the Chris, and the the Chris Cooper guy. Well, the yeah. Chris Cooper guy. I like him a lot. Hank. Me too. Yeah. Well, the Hank. same thing happens to the waitstaff on Bar Rescue. They all buy into him, and they all end but up liking dif- him. But the difference is, fired. Dalton does it by... I want to if Dalton puts his face through a table, and the re- the, they're all like, oh, shit, this guy's for real. Yeah. That's how Dalton gets yeah, it. Taffer just abuses them until it becomes Stockholm Syndrome. Right, right, right. A little different. Dalton shows his worth because, you know, the running joke throughout, I think they say, like five times ago, I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah, right. Which I think is it's a it's a stupid writing joke. That's eighties movie. Yeah, yeah I guess. the yeah. old. Uh, we well, have they, to have well, a running What do they expect? Like The Rock or something? Like, <laughs> right. it's, it's but like, in, but it's, it's like it's like well, he's short, it's, like, he? it's almost like phallic in a way too. But like, but like he fucks that guy up, and now when uh, the Hank and the big bar bouncer take him out, they're just like, like both nodding at that? each other. Yeah. yeah, it's like all right, he's in, and then, they fire, the, then he fires Steve. This guy's the real deal. I like the way they cast the characters of the restaurant, yeah. like the bar, because mm-hmm. they all had like character like the faces and the right. way they looked like you remember you was, they didn't like blur yeah, together like like, oh. like in Argo the hostages like kind of blur yeah. together yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. this was very very Quentin I, very I will, Sergio Leone I will say I will say this my only complaint about the hiring of the staff is that Keith David is in this movie yeah and you wouldn't even know it Who's Keith David? He Keith takes over David for the is, bartender if he gets fired So he's No a, but who is he in real oh, life oh, so he's, oh, a, oh. he's a he's a Really well, you know who he is. Okay. You'll know him if you see him. All right. He's in a lot of stuff. I'm um, on it. You guys carry on. But he's he does he does he wasn't new to acting before this movie came out. He was in like the thing. He was in a bunch of he was in a bunch of movies. Oh, he's and, awesome. He was in yeah, who's in They Live and and that yeah he, yeah They Live and um, the only I wish he he had a bigger role. That's the only. That's the only. That's the only so, full pod so, they made in my. He's opinion. in Requiem so, for a Grey, dream. Like, yeah. One of the um things Incredible that happened. Incredible voice actor. Yeah. One of the things that happened with him, and also that like the waitress who they kind of introduce early, and you yeah. think it's gonna have a bigger deal, and yeah. then she's later. They kind of horribly, let her sing for a song, and then yeah, horribly lip syncing. Oh, I feel God. like horrible lip syncing, but that's yeah, you know, that scene. They were they, this was a three hour yeah. movie, three and a half hour movie. Was it really? Yes. And they filmed Literally. this whole thing, yeah, and they had to cut it down. So, so, so that waitress had a whole scenes. thing about her well, singing and I, her I, doing I will, things. I will say this. I noticed this later on in the the monster truck scene. Her and the big and the and the fat bouncer get together. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I did not. I they're did they're not. at the monster. They're, the, they're at the dealership where they're at the uh, where the monster truck runs through, and he's behind her. He's like rubbing her shoulders and stuff. Oh, and he also expresses her like he's like, oh, I didn't know she could sing. And yeah, right. It's, yeah, and, right. and like they kind of so they, I guess they set this up. That, Wait, this that is going to be three cut. and a half three and a half hours. hours. So I I literally watched this and went, I can't believe they let this be two hours. Right. Right. Like yeah. David, yeah. Keith David had a storyline. Had a whole storyline story and it yeah. all got cut. That's a shame. Yeah, he had like a full thing. He has, he has literally one line. I'm like, 
how could you give Keith David only one yeah. line? He's awesome. And yeah. I think like in the theatrical trailer, there were like all these scenes that yes. weren't in the movie. Yeah, well, that happens. Yeah. Especially oh, I hate that. I know, but it happens. That's so a big much. '80s thing. He's like '90s too. The, '90s too. Yeah. So we, one member of the of the bar staff, which is interesting too, because I've never seen like a bar band be included in a staff meeting. But is the <laughs> is the <laughs> oh yeah they are they're on the house band yeah I guess so Jeff Healy band is, what a setup you have to play behind a chain link fence with wire wire is a very bad setup glass getting thrown just at you even move like just does no one appreciate you. that they are an awesome band, band. you're this just is, heckling them this is this is be happy like I, I I said this in our in our group chat this is like our last show that we played in high school at the Glen where, where where Rob where Rob R got put through a ping pong table. <laughs> Pete put him through a ping pong yeah. table. Oh, during, ruined all the taco girls that night. During and, sugar. And yeah. we got banned from playing music at a boys and girls youth club. That yeah. we were all That's members of for yeah. this. We so we all paid the thirty two dollar yep. membership fee. Yeah. But yeah, so Jeff Healy band was Cody was the was the actor's name, yeah. but so the band, they kind of rock pretty hard. They're great. They're great. Yeah, like really it's great. Like, and this just, music just went full songs. And, yeah. and it's like a quirky thing. You have to give a, a, a real-life blind front man yeah. doing the, you know, this is the, the introduction. Sit-down sit down guitar. Weird. Sit down guitar. And, yeah. His thumb look, bent so it's just weird. It's different and cool. And he it was a real-life yeah, band. He and had, he was also introducing people. He's like, oh, that's Dalton. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah, a good he's character. Like, he's yeah, like, he's a great character. He was, he was not only, like, a really talented musician, but he... He was the exposition machine. Yeah, yeah a total movie. exposition machine. And again, the fact that this was his first he's, movie, he's like, his name is Dalton. Right. <laughs> and you see, and the everybody on that's Wade Garrett. Love Wade. It. Oh yeah, Wade Garrett, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How does this guy know this? He's blind. You know the sound of the fighting <laughs> style or something. You know, you know Sam Elliott. You don't need to see him. <laughs> this is his first acting performance, and he's never been in a movie before. That like worked. This right. bad acting yeah, kind of worked. Or not quite knowing how to react to the bottle being yeah. thrown at him. You like. I thought he got hurt, and then I was like, I was "Oh like, shit, is, is he bleeding?" Is yeah, that like, like, like that's his backstory. Like he was born with sight, but then a rowdy bar, double deuce made him blind. Jeff Jeff Healy Band was a thing. They had a he's a, all he's all over the soundtrack. They, yeah, all, all over the soundtrack, the soundtrack. and they had a Billboard the music hit. Was great. Michael Kamen, number five on the Billboard chart, okay. Angel Eyes. So they were they do a thing. Passed away at a young age. He's got a killer, killer presence in this movie, and and yeah. is immortalized in the Great Roadhouse. So. And, and he's just—he's a funny cat. Because when you first see him, I don't think he's gonna like. Just think it'll be in the background, and then when Dalton like sneaks up on him, I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be a thing," and it's yeah. great. I like—I like, I like yeah, his yeah, first yeah, line. Yeah, history. Yeah, I thought you'd it's be like, bigger. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love that. This is worse than the shithole we worked down in Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> These guys just all, there's just like a three-man they, they, staff they that just, works the whole country. Know, they just know. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, no it's, Wi-Fi. It's like a trunk from like Ohio, like in the, like through the Midwest, like right. down to Memphis. Like it's, yeah, it's a weird. Right. It's yeah. like if it's like if they took John Taffer and his henchmen and split them up all over the country and then they reconvened <laughs> yeah. somewhere. It's like Phil, Super Will, Bar. Phil Wills, you're going to be out in like Texarkana. You can come back. This is up. the best whiskey man I've ever met. He's like, this is Marilyn Manson. He's my live music expert. <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> we're gonna do, we're gonna compare every scene to run to bar rescue. <laughs> yeah. gonna happen. I really hope not. But yeah. some of the townspeople. Because we didn't get into this. It kind of between those little twenty dollars. You could kiss them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> no, not those townspeople. The, the non-bar townspeople. Oh. Like, like, we it, have our, just, our uh, the the, the guest store owner. Uh, red, 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 red. The auto part owner. Right. And it, 
Yeah. Emmett, and Emmett, Emmett is Emmett the guy who's, who rents out the, yeah, the luxurious guy, yeah. cabin I, to him for $100 a month? He makes 500 a night. No one will get it because there's no TV or yeah, phone. Was, and no conditioned air. And conditioned I, air. I don't want to take... It's not about the money, but the... But the Protestants will get well, mad at me I, if I, I take actually, nothing. I have that quote as well. <laughs> and then he said, but he's, and when he called Coops, calling him sir, he's like, call me sir. He has a great line with that, too. My favorite yeah, line. I, I will say the, uh, the that apartment is like something that like Chip and Joanna game, Games would just like cream their jeans over. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like it was like the perfect like rustic. Oh, it, like, it like, barely like needed anything. And, With those doors that yeah, open, like, those like barn doors that open up yeah, on the second but, uh, floor for him. Made a hundred dollars a month. Hundred dollars. Like, let me let me say let me say the quote. Five hundred dollars a night. Let me say the quote that he was. Five thousand up front. Yeah, the quote that Joey was talking about is a really good one. Where Emmett says, you know, he's like, oh, it's gonna be a hundred dollars a night. He's like, can you afford that much? Dalton says, if uh, if it keeps in the good graces of the church, Emmett says. Ain't it peculiar how money seems to do that very thing? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and line. just so, as growing up as you know, four Catholics, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the attachment of money to the church is just something yeah. that's the, so near the, and dear to our heart. Meeting Emmett going up the stairs, he goes, "You an honest man?" He goes, "Yes, sir." He's like, you "Expect me to believe that?" He laughs. He's like, "No, sir." <laughs> I, that's why I love that line. It was really good. I was like, "This clever line came out of nowhere." I mean, it's, it's a good character. He is. He's cool. Yeah. This is this is a movie that has a lot of clever dialogue that doesn't feel Aaron Sorkining. Yeah. Right. It just, right. It just like everyone feels natural. It feels it like feel people natural. talking. Like, yeah. They're just like, yes. hey, this, but like, this guy so, they probably found in the middle of Tennessee. Like <laughs> so many great one-liners, but it doesn't feel yeah. like Crazy. arrogant. Right. It doesn't feel like put upon. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's good. Poor Michael Bay gets a hold. I mean, Michael Bay gets a hold of poor Emmett's house later in the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Jesus, what kind of fuel is this guy using to blow shit up? Red Wesley apparently has an explosions expert. Yeah, yeah. like, what, barrels Jim, of gasoline? Apparently, apparently Jimmy and Nam was, like, all over the napalm. <laughs> Jimmy spent time studying in prison when he wasn't doing other things. <laughs> Jimmy, oh. I think it's time to talk Red Wesley here. Oh, one of the best villains of all time. Uh, the local let me, mob. Let me. Uh, I don't his, know where to begin. So, I, don't so, know where so I will. I will say that. So well, if I if I can talk about the cinematography again. Okay. The first time we see Brad Wesley is in the helicopter yep. above everyone, above the whole town, on a different level and different stratosphere. Immediately showing everyone that he's the king of everything, and he's just like looking down at his chopper, just like, "Hey, got a load of this guy." You know, just like kind of thing. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, look at these fucking horses, huh? They got no heart. Um, <laughs> Another thing, he doesn't follow any rules. He's swerving all over the road. Uh, I want to talk about that scene for a second. It's very weird. Uh, this, I'm going back to my first watch now. This, this is the point of the movie where I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Right now? <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking old guy in a turtleneck in a convertible, just. Just, just weaving with his eyes closed. Perfect. Just slowing down. Does not blink or or wince at all as another car is. He does not give. Well, they let you also know there he's a sociopath. That he's not even phased by the fact that another car almost came at him. Yeah, he's Uh, psycho. Just a mullet of all glory coming at you, and he doesn't even blink. He's singing shaboom, shaboom. Yeah. La da 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 da. da. And he's singing. I love the. I love him singing over the radio. Look at you. That was really like he sings like different registers too. And meanwhile, (laughs) you got Swayze coming down the road like like. Kurt Russell in the in the the Tarantino the Death Proof movie like <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't slow 
it doesn't break. Just keeps his swerve. Keeps his swerve. Hey, I, at the end of that uh, scene, I was just like, what? What, what is yeah. this? It's just a show Asian. that he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit about the rules. So I watched this with my wife the second time, and she went... Why is this guy driving like this? And I was like, you'll see. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, will she? <laughs> so good. Oh, shaboom by the chords. What a, what a track, it's too. A great song. Do we know what other movie that that has a prominent Clue. place in? Clue. That's when they have to dress up the room. Where they play the party. Yeah, they party. Clue's a great movie. Love it. Love it. And, and then we go to meet our guy Red for the first time, right? Because that's, that's when, when he goes because to when the windshield. We, right, because yeah. we see Swayze, you know, he's the thing with the Mercedes, and he gives his first car to the homeless guy. It's kind of like, what the hell is this guy doing? You see how he knows what's going on because he keeps the shitty car because he knows the new staff's going to destroy it. Well, that's, uh, that's the thing you know, where he buys the car, and you're like, well, why the hell is he right. rolling all these tires into exactly. the trunk of his car like that's weird right and like his, his tires get slashed every night right. because he yeah, keeps and his attitude when his car is destroyed he's like ha 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 these, these jokesters are, really got me yeah, because he's uh, ready for it he's, trash he, he, knows trash. he knows yeah. what's happening he, he throws all those spare tires in yeah, when exactly. he gets the car he knows what's yeah. coming now couldn't we find a parking spot maybe a, a quarter of a mile down the road I think where these bad guys don't know where you are I think he's letting them destroy his car to get their anger out of the car not on him so they come back for a guy who's so fixated on his price though that he could be making much more money if he just finds a better parking spot and has to keep repaying. Uh, but I think, principle. Much, I think part of it is letting them get it out so they feel vindicated like, fuck this guy. And so that's, why it doesn't doesn't go. His, that's why he doesn't have his Mercedes there. Right. So, right. so it doesn't become a physical thing not expecting a mini mob in Jasper, Missouri. Can we also talk about how elaborate a vengeance it is to remove a stop sign in no. the middle of nowhere? I don't right. know where the nearest stop you know sign would I even will be, be. I will be fair. Take it out of the ground. Bring it all the way to the car and then spear the car through the window. I, I know a few people. We all we know a few people that would probably do something like well, that. Let's just like get our heads around the process that might go into taking a stop sign on the ground when you're wasted drunk at, at one in the morning. I'm I don't even know where I would begin. I would I've got a stop sign off the whole the whole body. I'm getting the pole. That's what I'm talking right. about. That's you need it's like, in cement. It, there's but, cement but, in the ground. Right, that but, it, maybe, you have to dig well, the cement. Maybe, maybe guys, this, this is not. Right. This is not Long Island. This is not Northeast kids, you know, drunk figuring shit out. This is middle of the country. Like they probably have tools. Yeah, yeah. They tied yeah. a rope to their truck. And oh, drove yeah, okay, all right. Right. Yeah. There we go. There right. we go. This wasn't like, hey guys, anybody know screwdrivers? He was like, I gotta go home and go to my dad's, my dad's garage, and I gotta get some screwdrivers. Like this isn't like everyone's everyone's very capable of doing some right. uh, some blue collar right. work. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. true. True. It's a little different. Dalton comes into work for the second night, and Ty's just sitting there getting barraged by the... the we, we meet the henchman for the first the time. Henchman, the bartender's yeah. getting yeah. His jo- trying to get his job back. We see, I think, the worst henchman of all time. Tinker, <laughs> with his aww. red... No, Tinker sucks. There's no aww. <laughs> Tinker, I assume Wesley went to some, like, outside Missouri farm where there's a town where there's only, like, 80 people, and Tinker's never... Touched anything but a pig, and he was like, I need some more henchmen. Come on, you fat ass. But, so anyway, so we learn that Wesley, though, controls the liquor, and then we get the next fight, which I think this fight's really good because. This fight, this fight uh, raises the stakes quite a bit. Yeah, it's yeah. much more intense, and it's much more personal. This the first one was like. There's a rainbow knife involved. Right? This movie has, that scene has the most impressive knife of the, of the movie, I yeah, think. Yeah, and Swayze gets sta- sliced. In the ribs, hitting right in the ribs, yeah. And it's I, I love window. I love about that too. It's like he, he's he's you know he's like all right, well you fired me, but you know I have friends and 
big places. So we're gonna come back and you know we're gonna convince you to give my job back. Yeah. And he's and it's, 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 yeah, you're leaving. gonna you're gonna you're gonna get my job. Well, no, you're not. And he goes, well, maybe we'll bring up Dalton. Dalton's like, uh, no, no chance. Like I'm in charge. Right. It's not happening. And he's like, and he just pulls the knife so, out. He's like, what is it? I'm you. You said everything. I'm staying. And you're going. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got but, a, he's got the biggest knife we've seen. Yeah. What are you, what are you scared of? Me? <laughs> but here's my question about Wesley as a kind of employer of goons. Mm-hmm. One. How poorly does he pay that he need that they all need second jobs? <laughs> and, and they need to skim at those second jobs. They need jobs. to steal from the jobs. And two, if you have henchmen, don't you want them free at night for henchmen activities, not working in a bar? Yeah. Well, I think. Well, I think his nephew is not necessarily a henchman. I think he. Yeah, just, I think just he was just doing him a favor. He's henchman adjacent. Yeah, I think he was just trying to okay. help his nephew out. And then he needs his hands. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he becomes then, a henchman because he can't go back. He has no other okay. Outcomes. All right, fine. Yeah, I just you know, like, like, Tink, like Tinker wasn't working at the local blockbuster. I mean, Tinker wasn't. <laughs> t- t- Tinker wasn't. Well, there's work. only two stores in Jasper. So. <laughs> after, after Tinker got kicked out of first grade and never went back to school, <laughs> what an interesting crew of, of goons he has though it is, I mean, it's, it's a, a, a this, you don't like, have your pick of the litter in Jasper there's I mean, the seven foot guy <laughs> the seven foot yeah guy for tiny. one scene yeah. and then we get it's the adorable <laughs> <laughs> and then you the have Jimmy like, with the, the shark well, there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's psychopath Jimmy but then Jimmy's a good henchman though Jimmy's psychopath. a really good he's henchman he's the guy he's your number two he's the right hand he's a great henchman but you're like your heavy is this like Aging man who's right. got to be well, close to fifty. No, he- He's a frontline the he- heavy. The heavy is the guy the, in the, the monster the, truck with the steel with the steel tip tip boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. That's, so, the, that's, that's the that's the that's the third in command. Okay, so all right. So then the old, but the old. The old guy's like a guy. He's just O'Connor. The, he's the yeah, negotiator. He's the negotiator. You're a bleeder. You're a bleeder. <laughs> I imagine he came from like he would. He had his own business that Wesley took over, and he was like, "Well, I don't know what to oh, do. Can I be a henchman?" So he's he's the negotiator henchman. O'Connor like watches. Dallas and takes notes. Like, that's kind of like the kind of guy he is. And he like, also teaches Tinker how to read on the drives over. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to say they're sorry? Oh, I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry, boss. I believe, <laughs> I believe you, Tinker. What about you, O'Connor? Are you sorry? I'm so, I swear to God, boss, I'm sorry. You know, I don't like you, O'Connor. And then it kicks him in the nuts. Right later. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Too easily. A lot of nut shots. In a lot of nut shots. Yeah. Good guys and bad guys, both. A lot of knee shots. Not, and not just nut shots, like, the, they, the camera is like, centered <laughs> on the nuts. They cut to a still shot of a knee hitting nuts. And then right they there. cut back to the movie. But, like, and also just, like, just tearing ACLs with the kicks. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's just the kicks to the, the knees. The, you know, with the, when, when, like, the heavy, you brought him with the, with the blade the boot, on the yeah. two, comes in, it's like up on Patrick's face's shoulder, he's like, <laughs> like shatters his ankle. He's fine to drive the monster truck the next day let, somehow. But let me let me say that that's that's my uh, that is my line of the movie. My favorite quote of the movie. Okay, two words. Right boot. Right boot. Right yeah, boot. So my awesome. favorite line of the movie is something so, I say. No, this I is say it Mac, to this day. This is what Mac, Mac and Always yes. Sunny would call the ocular pat yes, Exactly. <laughs> just, yeah. He says he says to the big guy, right boot. It shows a zoom in of the guy's boot. And it glistens. The kung fu noise. It's right. Shwing, it just glistens. Oh my god. And and he's like, but the big guy's like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And about that fight scene that you're bringing up, and then too, you're, you're too stupid. Have a good time. No, these Another guys, one of my favorite lines. all in the entire movie, everyone in the movie did their own stunts. 
Yeah. There were okay. no stuntmen. There <laughs> were so hell, many I mean, injuries. Yeah. People <laughs> were just getting hurt left and right. Swayze, Wait, I, Swayze couldn't do Predator he, 2 he because was supposed he was so to, right. He got himself hurt. About this fight scene, him kicking no. Swayze is the most, like... It looks like it's physically impossible for his leg to be the way, where it is yeah, when he just, goes to just kick him. It's just appears on his shoulder. It's, like, it's like a fake leg pop. If you have a knife shoulder. boot, why are you trying to kick over a guy's head and drop you down his shoulder? You're kicking, yeah. you're kicking in. Yeah. yeah. It went to like naked gun mode in that second where it's just like, oh, we gotta... <laughs> First split you're, second, you're, naked gun, you're perfect. You're too stupid to have a good time. And, like, and then he drags him out. Right. He drags him out, out of the, the bar. Yeah. Be nice. Oh, and by the way, I will say this. Him not doing Predator 2 is probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah. How do we know? Predator 2 might be a cult classic if Swayze did it. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. really bad. Yeah. So is Roadhouse. Like, what someone else does what it. What was Predator 2? What have you been Gary Busey's character? I'm not sure. Uh, no. Well, or Danny Glover's no, character. Danny Glover, no. It would have been Danny Glover's... They had the reef. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I guess they. Yes, they just got rid of his. They might. Just it would have been. Of... It would have been Swayze instead of Glover. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Glover did. There's only one main in that. Yeah. 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 Maybe Glover did. Terrible yeah, premise. No, it's a bad movie. But like you read the I mean, the description the from Roadhouse, and it's like a a PhD woos like PhD a, bouncer. Yeah. Who's a who's a, a medical doctor while saving the vill- while saving a town from a fucking mafia? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of PhDs, now we go to the hospital. We're about to meet Doc. Uh, And, well, let me just, let me, all right, let's just get this out of the open. Um, The guy carries around his medical records. (laughs) It's quicker. And he has, yeah, it's quicker, Joey. But he also (laughs) has his, he has, like, his, like, attributes. (laughs) 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 He's like, he's like, this is Dalton. He has a PhD from NYU. His favorite movie is The Magnificent Seven. His <laughs> he likes pizza. He likes pizza. There wasn't dating profiles yeah. yet. <laughs> that he's, just in case you met a super he's a, hot. He's a big. He is a big fan of the New York Knickerbockers. Like what? In what world do you need? Like I've gone. Like <laughs> next time I go to like next time we go to like urgent care, that'll be. Um, and where did you, where did you go to school? Where did you, where did you study? Especially if you go in with a knife wound. Yeah, like, They're like, so what's your, like, education background? And what branch I'm of bleeding. philosophy? Yeah, it's like... Man search for faith and shit. Yeah, yeah man, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, oh my god. god. I usually stitch it up myself. That actually, that scene actually made me pause the movie. She opened the medical file and goes, so you're a bouncer. Like... <laughs> I'm a, a cooler, yes. <laughs> when, I, when I was a bouncer, no it's one like, knew I was a bouncer. It's like, what's this wound? Natural causes. This looks like a knife wound. Like I said, no! Yeah. <laughs> That's not a natural cause. That is an unnatural well, cause. Th- then she also Occupational the- hazard, he said, right? Didn't no, they? it said natural causes. Yes. Oh. She, also, she also compliments his stitch work from earlier. Yeah. Yep. And then she goes with the staples. And fun. so Kelly Lynch spent a month working in emergency rooms to learn how to stitch for that, and then when they got on set, they changed it to staples. Aww. <laughs> well, that's that's a shame. He's 33 broken bones. He's been shot twice. He's got four stainless screws and nine knife wounds, I think. You're going to end up crippled. That's what they tell yeah, me. So you know? No. no that's, that's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the pain don't hurt. Not according to my other patients. Opinions vary. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that one kills me. Great. You don't look like much to me. 
Wait, 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 wait. He's like, I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like, like much to me. Opinions vary. Opinions he's like, vary. he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Swayze kind of laughs at the come in a dump yeah. truck. A dump truck. That's a funny line. Yeah, it's great. Great line. He's like, huh. I think that's that's the line that Terry Funk practiced for weeks going up into that. That's a good line. To get it. You know that what? When he had to say, "You're a dead man," yeah. he went, "You're a dead man. You're a dead man." <laughs> That's something savage. That's something really savage. Yeah. It's a, he is a version of Savage and Hogan. He's like that, that offshoot that just wasn't quite as popular. The old the old South versus the North. Sure. Oh yeah. And then it's then it's like the whole. Well, you know, why don't you come by the Double Deuce and you know we'll we'll, we'll have a coffee together. And then she comes by the Double Deuce and, and she's even... beating the shit out of someone else. <laughs> and she's, <laughs> she's dressed Giant. like she's going to a nightclub. She also doesn't. She also well, she, doesn't she, she tell starts... him that. Her uncle owns the auto parts store that shares the parking lot. Right. Yeah, right. low key, low just, key. You know, just keeping it close to the back. Yeah, she, small she town. Loves, you know, you want to just tell yeah. everybody you're related to everyone. But uh, there's a picture of her. I love <laughs> the choreographed <laughs> fight outside. Everyone's like circled up, cheering along. And like the the double ear slap <laughs> is like a move that's like banned in like a lot of like fighting circles. Like, like it's like it could be like if you do like, it. I'm gonna give you cauliflower. If, if you really, both ears. if you really do it, you can like like. Fuck up somebody's equilibrium. Like another that's how one, like it's and another one too. It's like this. What is? Why doesn't this bar owner? And I realize that the copper in Wesley's pocket, but like they still have to respond to a call. Like there's a gigantic fight going on. Like yeah, Wesley, with Wesley's guys. And what's the point? Um, and then you have the best cooler in the land. Then we have a nice little audience. Land. A nice little audience to this fight outside in the dust when she shows up. And the low key, one of the best lines of the movie is this random guy walking away at the end of it goes. Oh, hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. <laughs> I don't notice Does this guy just show up at the that. bar just hoping there's a fight outside? I mean, well, don't they cheer when they win? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, yeah, it's like but, literally an audience what, response. What we also lack here is timeline. He gets stabbed, goes to the hospital. The next time we see him, the bar's brand new. This movie, All this redone. Movie, this movie shifts in time yeah. quite a bit. And now it's super 80s with the yeah. neon lights, the chicken and wires down, and that's, the crowd is classy. Yeah. That, and that's something that I think this movie does really well, is that, like, instead of just telling you, oh, the bar is, we're getting this, we're it getting that. The different got, scenes. They right. just, like, it, they just show you. I remember once I was saying this, and you scoffed at me. I said that the, or I, I might have overstepped, but it said, I said that the, in Roadhouse, the, the way that they show you the bar is updating without telling you, and you just kind of just see it and you notice it, is really underrated. Yeah. I might have said criminally underrated. Yeah. And you <laughs> scoffed at me. Well, I, had I seen it yet? Well, but that's, that's true. That sounds like you. It sounds like you. Well, you know, it sounds like Goodfellas could have used a little more of that. <laughs> you know what? I tell you, by uh-huh, the end, uh-huh, yeah. by the end of this podcast, yeah. Grant's going to convince us that this should be on the AFI Top 100 of movies. I will not go that far. <laughs> I will not go that far, but I think this movie is better than what people, than like, People think this movie is because this movie is awesome yeah. for everything on this, everything on the surface, everything, it's kick ass, everything. There's more to this movie than than what you think it is, and I think it really needs to be acknowledged. And there just has to be something to be said for how extremely rewatchable it is. I mean, it really is yeah. just it is endlessly rewatchable. I'm actually kind of mad more people haven't pushed this on me in my life and been like, "You really need to see Roadhouse." Like MacGruber was pushed a lot, and then you recommend it, and I was like, "All right, whatever, yeah. it was good." 
this, I, w- I was expecting to watch a bad movie because of the contest we were doing with the, the tournament. And I put it on, and I was immediately like, this is amazing. <laughs> it also I starts love so hot. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it hits it starts the ground at, running. It starts at a 10, and it never dips below an 8. It never <laughs> it really does. No. Right. No. And you guys don't need me to tell this as you all have young kids, but you know how... how like a little kid could watch the same Disney movie every na- oh, every day over and over and over yeah. and over again. Oh yeah, yeah this is kind of this for adults. You know, like you, you could just put it on. You're, and you're just not watch it wrong. That's a great yeah. analogy. Yeah, it, this is like the, yeah, this like is that. like the Moana of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it was, was Beauty the and the Beast. Frozen yeah. was the I one. Just, this is the toy. The Toy Story. Beauty and the Beast. This is the Toy Story. None of them drove me nuts. They're good. I mean, I essentially do this with Point Break. I watch it every day. And I, I kind of want to like keep learning all the lines of Roadhouse. Like I'm mad I've only had it in my life for a week. I really want it to be. Yeah, just. I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah. Yeah. This this seems like a good set segue into the movies that we don't have in our lives. We haven't seen them. Let's do it. And we each kind of came with one. So we'll, we'll, after this, we'll get into Sam Elliott and all the, oh, yes. the, the, the wonderful, bizarre nature of the, of the third act of this masterpiece. We each came forward with a movie or movies. You know, there might be one or two. I'm sure Artie probably have Artie has seven. Um, <laughs> I actually yeah, have one. <laughs> the most popular movies that we think, just for our estimation, that we haven't seen, have never seen. Or, or, I'll go first. I don't... I had a hard time with this because mm-hmm. I'm just not good at like the recall of saying like, oh, well, I just I haven't seen this movie. Everyone tells me to see it. I went through the IMDb list. There are movies like Casablanca that I've never seen. I'm not really counting that because it's it's kind of old enough where a lot of people my age probably haven't seen it. Yeah. So I'm not really counting. It's not like I said, like, I haven't seen Casablanca. You haven't seen Casablanca? Right, like, right. And like I want to throw out there, too, that... That we did kind of do the caveat like the artsy stuff like a Citizen Kane. That's right. not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about like popular like popcorn or whatever type of movies that most people have seen that you just I, I don't know. I, I hope this fits the bill. Okay. I hope this fits the bill. But my movie is A Clockwork Orange. Oh, wow. Nice. And it's a movie I've seen 10 minutes of, 15 minutes of maybe. Never seen it all the way through. Never seen the whole thing. I haven't either. Okay. I'm with you. That's yeah, a good I one. I wish I thought of that one. Yeah. I've seen it. I love that movie. I know, I know it's a favorite yeah, movie. Really yeah. movie. Gene already actually had this conversation, I think, last week. I have not seen Clockwork Orange either. It's on my watch list. Okay. And I think, yeah. Artie, you said you've tried to start it a couple times. I've never yeah. seen one second of it. Yeah, I've started it a few times, got distracted, like tried to watch it in college. It's not the right setting. That's nah, not yeah. the right setting for it. So, yeah. just never never seen it. And on, it's on my watch list. I, I And, you know, now that's... I mean, so it's the right mindset good for it. Yeah, it's a shame that you watched Thirteen Ghosts before that. Yeah, <laughs> that is a shame. Yeah, that's that's it's, it's all about travesty. accessibility and, and runtime. Sometimes yeah, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta fit you gotta fit them in. Yeah. Thread the needle. That's a good that's a good place yeah. to start. I'll, I'll go next because my movie is pretty drastically different. I have never seen Goonies. Oh wow! Yeah, ever? Really? Yeah, never seen Goonies. Wow! You want to borrow it? I have. <laughs> that yep. uh, that that's that takes the cake there. That's yeah. it's hard to imagine. How'd you get through life? That movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't you, know. How did, you, how did you grow I, up? Because I think that. I was just watching Karate Kid and Back to the Future over and over. That I never got to Goonies. I don't that's know. All right. It's I know right. it's weird, and okay. I was thinking about it. I saw. I was like, how? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's that a hard crazy. movie to miss, considering yeah. how much it's on TV. Just how, that's, how, that's a movie that you have to go out of your way to miss that. I, and that, I have that, not seen one second of it. That is like, a movie that has always been in my life. Like, I don't remember a time where I didn't see the Goonies. Never seen a second yeah. of it. Like, that's kind of how the Goonies were for me. I think what happens too is is that you get to a certain point in life where you haven't seen it, and now it's like a little bit of like I'm not seeing that. I haven't seen that. It's a kids movie kind of thing, and I don't even care about that. Well, this might this might be what we're talking about. Like, is the Goonies 
good on its own, or is it a rose tinted glasses kind of movie? Yeah, well, this is yeah. This it's. I mean, it's. it's I'd a, have to it's, rewatch. It's it. a Spielberg yeah. produced movie. There's some great moments in it. It's a really good cast. I know that it's the characters great, are great. It's a great. Cast. I have a. I have a hard time believing any of us are going to watch it and go, "That was a piece of garbage." No, okay, no, no, like, no, 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 not that. Yeah, no, I, no, 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 I, no, no, I don't no. know that it's like this wonderful statement. I think film, we, I, but I, I think we remember it being. We probably remember it being better because we grew up with it. Good cast too, though. Major actors in it. And Thanos is like Josh Brolin. Yeah, and I got the video game for one of like my mom. Mom's oh, friends done a video on Nintendo. So hard. And I Goonies never played it. Really and I hard. never played it because I didn't know what the hell that was going on in the movie. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That movie that that, that game is that game is frustrating. That game is ridiculous. And and a weird one too, because it's not the Goonies 2 isn't a thing. Like the, no. the video game is the sequel to the movie. Like this might, might, and then the, might the, like a wonderful thing that doesn't happen anymore. That might have been something in like Japan that was reworked or something like that. It, it, it could have been anything like that. that that's something that just a random game that they attributed uh, to they, the they Goonies. They turned it into the yeah, yeah. Goonies too. It's just a weird title for something that right. Like call it like Goonies New Journey or some shit. Goonies yeah. Two sounds like yeah. it. So. Well, you know, it's a sequel. It's the eighties. Right. What are you gonna do? But that shit happened in the eighties. Everyone was on coke. All right. So I've never seen Elf. That's a big one. I know. Another, I've never seen Elf. I, everyone I know has seen this movie. Yeah, I know, and it's I just well, that's you awesome. know what it is. I I want to watch it, and I always catch it in the middle or the end, so I don't oh, leave it on. Okay, because I want to watch it, but I never watch it. I guess I had that on DVD if you want to borrow. That, it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense though. Wanting to catch you should just it. Yeah. start a blockbuster from your house at this point. Grandbuster. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of the wrong clientele. Uh, um, Oh, Elf is Elf that's is a, a, yeah. I, I saw Elf in the theater, especially with and the I young love kids. him. Like, I yeah, think it'd be perfect. That's a, that's Christmas, a, it's on all the time. Elf, Elf, like, Elf starting Thanksgiving, it's like on. I know. First, the I first know. two acts of Elf are out of this world. Third act is a little. It's all like resolution of plot. So okay, like, think John Favreau directed. Yes, he did. Right, and he's he doesn't he, make he, bad he, movies really. No, he's he's a good director. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, if if I could like sell Elf. On someone who hasn't seen it at this point, it's Will Ferrell's form of comedy, him finding a well, way like, to put it into a Christmas kids. kids classic, yeah, and and having but having it still be no, like, like laugh out loud. It's, it's, it's like it's absurd, but it's it's. Um, I've seen the whimsical. main scenes. It's whimsical, whimsical. Yeah, you know, I've seen the main scenes. I've seen him throw himself onto the Christmas tree. I just don't know the context. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage in that one. Peter too, right? Dinklage, yeah. James Caan. Yeah, James Caan. Right. Um, Mary Steenburgen. She's yep. great too. It's it's a it's a great cast. It's a great cast. The yeah. girl from New Girl. What's her name? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. This Christmas it. coming up, Artie, you can. Uh, you know what? I'm playing Thanksgiving night. Oh yeah, Artie, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's worth it. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, so I I picked two for this. Okay. Both are kind of thematic for what for what we're doing, and and the second one is thematic in the sense that we and, and by the time this airs, we will be into this horror tournament. That uh, we're doing on Twitter, which we're all excited about. And that's... Very excited. This episode we're doing right now is a product of the last one we're going to do. So just like that, we picked... We all picked three horror movies. We put them into a a bracket form. And Mm -hmm. one of them will get its own episode airing on Halloween. And uh, it will... It will... Whoever wins, we're going to have that. The winner of it, Grant wins again. He'll be back uh, back in the big chair. And if not, we'll have uh, a different mix. So we'll figure out then. So I did pick a, a, a... 
pretty classic horror movie that I've never seen that I think I'm a little embarrassed about. And I'm hoping I didn't say that I saw it on this podcast <laughs> on another episode. Oh, oh no. yeah, great, great movie. That'd be great unbelievable movie. continuity. Uh, that, 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 that's a black movie. My first one's thematic with the movie we're discussing today. I have never seen Dirty Dancing. Really? Okay. Never seen Dirty okay. Dancing. That, that, doesn't, I, that doesn't surprise me, though. Mm, just, doesn't surprise me. I didn't watch Dirty Dancing until I got married. Yeah, I've never seen my, my, my wife, my wife my, never my, watched it until she got married. It was like one of my wife's favorite movies growing up. <laughs> I never saw it until she got married. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I used to watch it when I was little and dance around. I mean, I, my I, wife and I, we were on vacation, and it was like early on when we were dating, and she like took a nap, and Dirty Dancing was on, so I was supposed to take a nap, but I didn't take it, and I was supposed to, I just didn't wake her up. She was what happened? I was like, uh, I didn't want to see me watching Dirty Dancing, but it was the end, and I wasn't turning it off. It's, <laughs> Uh, that's, I, and, that's too and, funny. I and, definitely had the soundtrack growing up. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Swayze's on the soundtrack. Yeah, later if we could put a, if you could put a pin on this, I have a major gripe with Dirty Dancing. All right, that, let's, I, want, let's, that I would like to address. Why? What? Why not? What gripe do you have? What gripe do I have, Arthur? What gripe do Castle is too. Joey's clenching his fists right now. You know, you know, Joey knows my gripe. I've been saying this for years. That um, this movie takes place in the mid '60s, right? And there, I always have this thing about diegetic music, which is music that is in-world, music that the characters can hear. Everything that the characters are listening to is movies of its time, whether from the mid-60s or earlier, right? That they're dancing to, that they're whatever. The big dance number at the end is a song from 1987 <laughs> that, like... That, that was so that, 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 that Patrick Swayze is lip syncing to. It completely breaks all rules of reality, and I I hate it. Johnny Castle Johnny Castle leaves. He gets he gets fired, and he leaves. And the only thing that I can explain is like maybe he fell into some kind of time warp into 1987. Where bouncers are day, famous, and then, he, <laughs> and, then he, and then he came back with the 45. He said, "Oh hey, listen to this," and like he sings like sings long to and dances to it, and and. and I like the movie. I like Dirty Dancing up until that point, but it's such it, it bothers me to no end. I uh, could I could understand that. It bothers me. ghosts that bother me. It's got to sell the it's got to sell the soundtrack. Yes, but can like, it bend suspense a little bit to have a mega number one hit? I think it was probably number one twice. Did the Black Eyed Peas get the number one with that also? I mean, later on, but like if you, you want, you have listen, a that big of a hit, you, you, can it, song. you can have it during the end credits. I, I feel like I feel like that would be fine. Do too. you think that that movie would have been that big if it wasn't in the actual movie? Yeah. I don't even know that it took place during the mid '60s. I didn't even know that. Sure. Like, I never, I never noticed that detail. Yeah, they were oh, both. Yeah. yeah, well, she said it was like before the Beatles were on that Sullivan. I haven't seen that recently. I saw it last night. <laughs> Gardy, uh, Artie, do you, do you want to? He looks like you want to say something about Ghost because I'll throw out there. I've never seen Ghost either. I've never seen Ghost either. I watched Ghost twice in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> Joey is nothing if not. Detail oriented. Yeah, oh. he, the guy puts the work in. He does. He put the puts work the work in. in. I got it. My gripe with Ghost is so. All right, they can't touch like the Coke can or anything mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, whatever material they're made of as ghosts can't interact with normal, except at the bottom of their feet where they stand on the train and the ground, <laughs> like. What the whole movie? The bottom of their feet are just their own. They they that works. You That's can touch a, the train. You can touch the platform. You can walk upstairs. That's a great physics argument. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I, I, that's I've never right seen it, point. but, but when you go to kick the can, it doesn't work. Like, what if you use the bottom of your foot? Would it work? But like, then you have to learn it. You learn it from the angry man in the subway. Yeah, the angry guy. Like, who could, looks like, like could he's, you step on the can and crush it? No. Okay. 
Right, but but yeah, you could walk no. on the train that you I, don't fall through to the ground. I, I, I hear what you. I don't. I, I, and I can't watch movie. that movie without thinking that the entire time. <laughs> My biggest it. gripe is that That's they fair. killed Swayze with his shirt on. Like at least let him walk out on shirtless for two hours. <laughs> well, Beetlejuice does a good job. Of at least use the that. karate shirt. <laughs> yeah, the, Whoopi Goldberg just kills me. That kills that movie for me. Uh, in a bad way? Yeah, bad way. Beetlejuice does a good job of saying, like, they can exist within the house, but if they leave yeah. the house, then they can't touch right, the Right, that animals. works. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is, extru- is extremely thorough mm-hmm. in explaining what ghosts can or right. can't yes. do in this world. Yeah. They do a really good job. Yeah. Yep. Great, great movie. It's a great movie. Great yeah. rule setting. Yeah, yeah. 13 you, Ghosts you, was like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. No, it was not. Wait, Yikes. so I, I want to hear your second... Yeah, yeah so it... It wasn't Ghost. It wasn't Ghost. I wasn't going to bring up, but it wasn't is... wasn't Thirteen uh, Ghosts anymore. He it is it a, uh, a, a horror movie. I have never seen The Exorcist. Okay. Uh, it was filmed It was filmed at my alma mater, Fordham. Was it really? It was filmed there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I have never Georgetown seen it. it was Georgetown for some reason. It was a place in Georgetown. I d- just DC. assumed it was... Yeah, filmed, filmed in, in And the that was though. re-released when we were, like, 1998 or something, so that's... Yeah. We were, yeah. were in high school. We were, like, yeah. freshman sophomores. I will... Be watching it this Halloween for sure. It's it, a great it, movie. It's on my you're list. gonna really. Fact, like I probably it. would have watched it's, it if it weren't for this. I wanted to kind of. You're gonna terrible. love it. It's you're terrible. gonna really appreciate it's, that movie. Uh, it's it's scary. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward That's, to it. I'm looking and like in the it, context but, of like this, anyone, this, no this put, horror no tournament put, we're doing. No one put that in the horror tournament, right? Yeah. No, it's... they tried to, but the issue was is that it was nominated for best picture. Can't be yeah. nominated. So for it was, oh, was they, that was that a rule? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Now they could. You could have picked it for your classic. They have shitty movies. Could have picked it for your classic. You could have oh. found a way to pick it. Okay, you're gonna enjoy so that. Would have been that, that, that would that would that's like classic. a that's gonna be a fun first watch. Yeah. Oh well, man, that's a good. Fun's movie. the wrong word, but that's gonna be a really it's exciting first watch. It's not fun, but it's very good. You're it, gives you it gives you feels. It gives you feels. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. They're yeah, not yeah, good yeah. feels, and but it doesn't feels. stop. It's it stays on. You, you it stays with you for days. Yeah, it's great. Music's unbelievable in that movie. Tubular bells, bro. Yeah. So then we have. The big meeting of the protagonist and the antagonist coming up. The showdown. The showdown. Well, right. the first the first time Wesley sees uh, Swayze is when, well, I guess they they almost collide with the cars, and then Wesley sees him practicing the tai chi. And then the people the 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 yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He's also up on the front, you know, the forerunner. He sees Swayze. He's like, tai chi. he laughs at him. He's like, what the fuck is this kid doing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> After some time. His goons come to Swayze. We've been looking all over for you. Yeah, bring him in. He's just like sitting on his car. Just Fucking like, tinker. Yeah, just... he's, yeah. <laughs> I love how he hops off his car and they both flinch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the entire time they just get his ass kicked for Wesley. Yeah. This poor paying. <laughs> so they so bring him to Wesley's his house. His lair. Let's call it his lair. Sure. And he's sitting there. He's like having his omelet or whatever. And he's, he yells at his girlfriend that he beat up the night before. For trying to bring Swayze. Trying to bring Swayze. Wait, don't skim by something. When they first show the house, there's just crazy 80s music blasting. Yeah. And, and I at first I'm like, why are they picking to use this music? And then... He walks through and goes out to Wesley and Wesley's like, will you shut this shit off? Yeah, and then they shut it, it off. It's no hard. Yeah. yeah. yeah she's doing her. It's no hard. hard. Right. Yeah, she's it's doing no her. We're, we're, it's also like one of the worst cells of a of a face bruise where she she sees him. She hides. <laughs> yeah. And then she looks back, like showing like this big shiner. Um, the second but, female lead wasn't a good actress? Shocking. Oh, boy. Yeah, she was. She lacked a lot. Okay. 
Um, Want to bang at my apartment? <laughs> but, but honestly, though, like, what could a good actress have done much with what she was given at work? She was but not given much. Another one much. who I think a lot of scenes cut. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Um, I think I liked her more than the doctor. <laughs> she was more fun. <laughs> she had me more fun. You guys but are tough on the doctor. The, um, but I will go going back to my uh, cinematography boner. When they, when they talk after, after Dalton sees the guy's grandfather, you know, he's like, oh, he looked like a boring man. He was an asshole, you know, and they... <laughs> he was an asshole. I love that line. Yeah. So they had this thing where, where Wesley's bragging about what he's done for the town, and it follows Dalton past, you know, walking behind Wesley, but keeping Wesley right in the center mm-hmm. of the frame. And you know, he's, he's, like, just bragging about everything. He's like, I brought in 7-Eleven, the photo mat. J.C. Penny's coming here because of me. You ask anyone, they'll tell you. Yeah. You know? And um, but it just just that work too of this of the of the the camera work there, I think, was just well was really well done. And it follows him back to the seat. Yeah, yeah. follows yeah. him right down to the seat. The whole one eighty, and, and then it's right in frame. Yeah, yep. I want to say though, like you know, for anyone who's you know, this guy keeps bringing up cinematography with his Roadhouse. What are we talking about here? And the director, the director, Rowdy Harrington, really never went on to do anything else. Is pretty much most people think. Cinematographer, cinematographer, however, yeah. is Dean Cundey. Yeah. yeah. And he has done. You want me? Want uh, me to say I have it ready. Let's we'll start outrageous. with Escape from New York. Well, let's start with Halloween. Oh, I didn't. I yeah. didn't even have that down. He, he did all of John Carpenter's early stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Throw Apollo thirteen on there and Jurassic Park. He was and Back to the Future, to the future one, two, and three. All the Back to the Future. And he directed the third. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That was his one Oscar nominee. Was Who framed Roger, Roger Rabbit? Like so. This amazing. is this is a, this yeah. is a masterful cinematographer. This, 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 this is a guy with pelts on his horse. So this guy's sitting there listening to all these people discuss what they want this movie to be about, and he's like, "All right, I can I can work with us." Like yeah. four years later, he's doing he's did Jurassic Park. Three years before this, he did the first Back to the Future. Yeah, so... He did, yeah, not, he, did, he did Hook. He did, like... Right. That means yeah, Spielberg watched Roadhouse and went, he's who I want. Maybe, or Back to the Future. Back to the yeah. Future. Probably. Yeah, they uh, did No, it. probably Roadhouse. <laughs> 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 but, like, but, but what I'm saying is, like, this movie is... Because the subject matter doesn't lend to it. Right. The, it's the expert, plot it's expertly crafted. There's, there's, hidden, there's hidden quality. This right. movie is expertly crafted, mm-hmm. and no one talks about that. And it's, it's about like, a cooler who travels dis- around the country saving bars. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I, 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 I talked to Joey about this. This is what this is the closest analogy I can come up with. Is picture a restaurant that has this really over the top chicken wing challenge. It's like, you have 20 minutes to eat 50 chicken wings, and then you have to wrestle Gus, our chef. It's like, if you win, you get a t-shirt. If you, win you get a t-shirt. If you lose, we get to kill your family. <laughs> like, and the, but like, and the, and the, the challenge is so over the top, no one talks about how amazing these wings are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, these, right. are, these are like the sauce. Gus is a perfect. craftsman. Like, it's like, it's, it's like the, the, the meat is tender, and like, everything is done right, but like, no one talks about that because the, the the challenge is so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the closest analogy I can come to it. You know, we did we did talk about the music and we did talk about the the, the cinematography, but the score yeah. was done by Michael Kamen, <laughs> who later on is the is the conductor of, of Metallica Symphony Metallica S and M. That's amazing. And and the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. So this is like there are some there are some people. There's hidden involved. quality. There's talent involved. Yeah. I have, great, I have a great score moment in this movie where um, this might be. Later, the just, third just, act is where the score really just, kicks just in. Just after yeah. where, where, where uh, Swayze goes to Red's auto shop, and uh, Jimmy and the other unnamed henchmen leave, and they're laughing. Yeah, and the store is 
just wrecked to shit, mm -hmm. right? There's like, there's spills, there's things turned over. And as he's walking through, he has no idea where Red is. The music's queuing up. It's these high strings, high tension, staccato kind of thing, where it sounds like Friday the 13th almost, or sounds like Psycho. He's like, well, Red, where are you? And Red just comes out of the bucket and it just stops. And then it's like, all of a sudden, it's just like this little country. Yeah. Yeah. Very deliberate. It, yeah, it was just it was just a, it was a great way of them kind of playing with the audience. Yeah, yeah. The uh, plot just kind of ruins it for take, makes it seem silly to people when there's like a really well made. It, it, movie. it has it has no business being this well made. Yeah, it's a fact. In addition to to the S and M, uh, Michael Kamen also did Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, X Men, the original X Men, and uh, Lethal Weapons. So okay. So. In it's this, time for the sex scene, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. hubba oh, hubba. Let's like Bill Murray's the scene. I mean, this is the room, just in a in a bit. Yeah, in a I, will, yeah. I will say this: a few, a few things. This movie and Dirty Dancing use the same Otis Redding song, mm -hmm. "These Arms of Mine," but, which is a stone cold hit. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, more Otis Redding in any movie. Yeah, he doesn't I have would, bad songs. I would be I'd be very happy about that. Absolutely. Um, Him and they, Bill Withers. Yeah, but they they do it. They do a great job of in this movie, and it's very, it's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. It's very subtle, <laughs> but it's when when uh, Swayze and this girl, are, uh, Swayze and Doc are leaving, and then Jimmy and the guy with the monster truck are, are watching. They're like, "Oh, dig a hole." And I'm like, okay. And then she says she's been married before. And then you're like, "Oh no, she's she used to be married to Wesley." Right now, and then and then they see Wesley at the end watching them on the on the, on the roof, porch, yeah. and he's like, "Ron is." Rocking chair, smoking cigarettes, leering at them. Now, I don't know 100% about that. Like, that's I not think how that's I took what, it. I think it, that's it, what it is. They don't specifically tell No, you, they, don't. they but, don't. But the way that, that, the, that her relationship with Wesley seems to be explained in that is, is that he went to make a move in on her. And she rejected him. And she rejected him I and think, then had to kind of like withdraw well, herself but, but, a little bit. But they said, they said nah, I, think, I think it was more than that. The uh, grant the first time I watched it, I got I took that too. Okay. I, this time I I kind of well, wait, 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 wait until wait until the thirtieth time. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think Wesley was obsessed well, I plan on with switching her. Each yeah, time. I agree. Yeah, I think I think was, Wesley was, was obsessed and she was pulling herself I, away I, from I, him because I, he was so intense about it. I, because I, whenever it was described, as always Wesley had a thing for her. It was never that she was. I, and it was, I, it was not a mutual what thing. Happened? Right. What happened? It didn't work out. You know, like it, it seemed yeah, like a I little more. I think that was as our way of playing it. Cool. I don't know. I, I don't know if they would have even mentioned it and had that. Could, could a movie that. like this have been that subtle though? I mean, do you feel like there would I, I had think, to be that I opportunity? Think, I think there like, were. I think there are some. Stuff that, it, stick it in I your think face. there are some things in this movie that are really under the surface, and that if it you, might have to do with all the footage that was taken out, it might. But like, I, I feel like I, I, there's something later on. It's a nice bit of foreshadowing for me. That's how I. That's how I read it. But there's this movie is a lot more nuanced than people give it credit for. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I, mean, I, I think that's I think that's part of it. I that, that's that's how that. I came I came out of it thinking that she was married to Wesley for a short period of time, and then she bailed. Somebody put a lot of thought into the background of, yes. of everything yes. in this movie. I don't know who they are, or but God bless them. Also, where can I get this three and a half hour of Roadhouse? Right, I, I, wanna, I, I want I want that the director's cut. Yeah, let's let's get this let's get this out the, the, the rowdy cut. Yeah, let's get this out the, the rowdy cut. I would watch every second of it. <laughs> Let's talk Sam Elliott here. Oh, uh, what a great entrance! I love Sam Elliott. First of all, Sam Elliott's presence in every movie is welcome. Like, 100%. He, he is always just that calm, wise presence yeah. that he just comes in and everybody looks up to. 
The double douche. Yeah. <laughs> that just comes up on the motorcycle. Just, uh, just so mm -hmm. cool. Whether it's Tombstone or Star is Born or yeah. whatever he's in, you just, his, presence is, yeah. He, yeah. his presence is just always welcome. Yeah. And this movie's no different, man. He's awesome. And I love the idea that he's just kind of this, like, the best strong old man yeah. that's just kicking he's ass. Old, old man strong. Yeah. Old man strong. Old man strong. Yeah. Yeah, he comes He comes in. What and, a great entrance. And while uh, Swayze's getting his, his ass kicked by The goons his, are breaking. Yeah, well, Morgan's getting his in now. Yeah. Morgan is yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing. Terry that's, this, this is the first time where you see kind of, you see Dalton on the ropes. Mm -hmm. This is the first time mm -hmm. you see it. And then his... His mentor comes in. Calls him his son, which yeah. is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mio. Mio. And, uh, you know, he comes in and, and he's, you know, kind of saves the day. And, um, which is one of my favorite, favorite lines in the movie where he comes in and he's like, everything okay, Mio? And Terry Funk says, mind your business, dad. <laughs> 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 which to me is, which to me is, <laughs> there's, you know what it is? It's so there's great. This, there's this raspiness to Terry to Terry Funk's voice that it's just yeah. like he's yeah. yelled too much his life yeah. and this is all he has left. He works in the movie. Yeah. He totally yeah, he works. Really does. Until he holds a gun. <laughs> Until, <laughs> he runs, runs, until he runs, runs like the Yeah, that was, that was something. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, but that, that to me is, is, a, is a great scene where he, uh, where you kind of see them working together you kind of mm -hmm. see the dynamic of the, of the two of them and finally face to face again ever. He's a, who knows how many years? Right. He's a gem of an actor. He's he really great. is. He's he's one that you you wish you had more of. Yeah. Right. Um. I know Artie. We, we talked a little bit about movies you haven't seen, and, and I'm reaching the limit of the times that I can bring this movie up on this podcast. But Star is Born is one you haven't seen already. I'm always I'm, always I'm glad you brought it up this it. time. Yeah, I know. It's me and Joey are just yeah. beating the. Dead I haven't seen that one either. Oh, oh both of you guys. God. His he plays such. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's a tear jerking yeah. role yeah. in that, and that was his one Oscar nominee, yep. I think, in his career. Oh my God! It's just the scene with him and Bradley Cooper that basically gets him that Oscar. It's Oscar. It's, I mean, just, it's just oh, it's just gut wrenching. And every pain. time, yeah, yeah, but it's perfect, great stuff. But uh, yeah, he's it's it's just a cool tag team in this one, Swayze and Swayze and Elliot. There's a lot of great hair fighting. He's disheveled, and he, but he's he's but he's very wise, and he's just very calm. Yeah. He's Zen. They're yeah. like Buddhist super, monks. These two, yeah. super handsy with his buddy's girlfriend, though, and they're dancing. Yeah, yeah it's, part of, little, it's part of his charm. It's part of his charm. He's literally. She's like, "Is this the part where you're going to tell me how amazing your friend is?" He's like, "No, I'm actually thinking about taking you for myself." Yeah. And then That's Patrick crazy. Swayze's like, "Don't listen to him. He's probably lying." And he's like, "Don't count on it." Yeah, <laughs> it's just a great back and forth. It's great. And then we learn more about Memphis. That he killed the guy well, because yeah, he was the, dating a married woman, didn't know the woman was married, yeah. then the husband pulled a gun on him. That's a, and he said, someone pulls a gun on you, you kill the fucker. That's like yeah. a very philosophy 101, like... Well, that's... Well, that's, that's I actually have this, ethics. I have this quote written down okay, where, where, uh, where, where, Wade says to Dalton, where Wade says to Dalton, I thought you'd be more philosophical about it. And right, cut it right. fuck loose. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's just like because because he, he you know he's kind of charming at first, and then he's like, "Listen, man, you gotta let this shit go." Right. Yeah, like you had no choice but to kill them. Right. You know, and, yeah. and he kind of just brings us reality. Right. Because he's been so, around, so he's able to see bigger picture that Dalton doesn't see I'm, yet. Yeah. Right. I'm glad that you you brought up this part too, because this is this gets like the the title of like the best bad movie ever. That's kind of one that this and Cocktail are both kind yeah. of in there. But, and I think good. that what I think we're kind of, the nut we're cracking here is it's really not a 
bad movie. Like it's, it has it's bad an, movie it's, elements. It's an absurd premise. Right. It's absurd premise. It's a good movie with an absurd premise. Right. Like Cocktail's a bad movie that's very entertaining. This and is a good movie that's underrated. It's yeah. hidden moment, in the plot. Right. Like, exactly. And this is a moment where there's some evidences where if this really was a bad movie, this scene would have gone so south. Yes. And here's where it is. is and, and part of it is the chemistry between two great actors, Swayze right. and mm-hmm. Elliot, where... Swayze's kind of staring off into space, but not like sticking his chin out, staring off into space. He's just a little. He's, he's not, emoting. He's, he's emoting. not quite there. He's yeah. not quite there mentally. And Elliot, who hasn't seen in a while, just kind of sees he's not right. Yeah, but and knows him so kinda, well. There's the intimacy. What's still. up? What's yeah. up? Trying, he's like, you're still thinking about Memphis, where that could have been like in your classic B movie. Yeah. Hey, you're still thinking about Memphis, aren't yeah. you? You yeah. know, where it's just so right. hammy and like yeah. in your face, explaining the well, past. No, because, there's a nice little nuance here. It, it, it's one of those things where you can you kind of. You're left. You're left to deduce that the last time Swayze felt this way about a girl was this girl in Memphis, yeah. right? That was that was married to somebody else, and then things just and went, lied to him. Things went super south. Yeah. So it's on his mind, right? The, the, and, the yeah. last girl lied to him, and yeah. he had to rip his throat out. Right. Had what to. a go-to move. No choice. Had to. Yeah, no, the court the just he has the hand motion. Oh, down. when he's doing it, or in the, later on, and he's like holding back. Oh. <laughs> Asia, my wife turns to me and she's like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "He's holding back, ripping out the guy's throat with his claw." But the but the, the judge is determined to be self defense, though. So he said know, they said it was self defense. We all know what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Michael Bay gets a hold of Red's auto parts. Well, I've I've, an, I've another I've another uh, cinematography nugget here. <laughs> Sorry, this is Grant's. This was this was going to be Grant's corner, and now this is just like me throughout the whole thing. The whole episode, yeah. just, 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 hey, you're the one. I'm, you're just, the I'm, I'm picking my spots. You're the champ. But during, I don't know, because I told you to rewatch the sex scene at the very end. Yep. And what they did was because they're doing like this, they're doing like this stand up sex thing, which is weird. It's and a lot of hip shaking it's, by it's, 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 but That like, was the dan- dirty dancing. So connect. they, so they, so it's one shot. So you see them, and then they walk past, and then you see them in the. You see them in the mirror walk past, right. and then you just see them in the reflection of the window, like fall onto the bed. And it doesn't mean anything. I think it was just something cool that they noticed on set. Yeah, like, that's cool. And it's it's just like a a nice touch. And and I think it's that, a nice touch. I think that anytime you have like the director of Jurassic Park and Back to the Future and Halloween, right. he's gonna have an eye for a little nuances that yeah. where most people just blow past right. that stuff, and he can throw a little yeah. a little tint in there. So good point. Good good idea. So you know. The sex scene's weird. Artist writing's good. Cinematography's good. Everything else is weird. Let's just go back to Red's blowing up. <laughs> Red's blows up. Then we get back to the bar, and Wes and his goons are in there. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's really yeah, that's a great scene. Very yeah. awkward dance scene. Right, where, 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 uh, Wes, where Wes... Denise, Denise strips. Yeah, Wesley's like... Give it a lap dance hey, to the blind guy. <laughs> where Wesley's like, Elvis, play something with some balls! Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes Nice little bluesy riff where he yeah, and starts playing like Cream. Right? And Jeff, and then nah, 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 Jeff nah, nah, Lee's nah, nah. band goes right into it, just like they, they the whole they movie. The, the whole bar could be in this gigantic brawl. Jeff Healy band never stops. They, yeah, they finish the song. Professionals. That's it. There could be like the, 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 the bar could be burning down. They're the soundtrack to the to the bar yeah. burning down. And when, they're when told that, to play beginning to end. And when the bars, then when that brawl's happening. Well, he's like, hey, can I get a drink around here? Yeah. <laughs> what do you got to do to get a drink? Well, uh, Jimmy comes out with the pool cue, does in his, his karate oh, moves. Oh, yeah, his yeah. You know, Which I, is a super 90s thing, which I imagine everyone just stole from Jimmy. I and guess, Mac. I guess or the Ninja though, Turtles. Like, I guess it's a Ben Gazzara, who, who, who plays Wesley here, like, 
they give him these schlocky one-liners, but he really kind of delivers them in such a grisly, yeah. dickish right. way. He's very they earnest about being the bad guy. It, it works. Yeah. And, and you know, like, there, there's dialogue in this movie that should not work, no. but it does. It, yeah. I can't explain it. it. There's something... Like, pain don't hurt is a stupid line. <laughs> it shouldn't pain work. Don't hurt. It shouldn't work, but it does. And that's that That's that Swayze it war like, going it just, into it. The like everything, everything just knows how to deliver it. Everything in this movie, not everything in this movie, <laughs> things, things, there's a lot of things in this movie that just work. Yeah, and it shouldn't. There's no business of working in it. Though. Even in bad scenes, there's something that's well done. Yes. Like there's well there's done stuff re- there's throughout. There's something redeeming in every scene. In the I, movie. I want to identify this it, by the end of the podcast. By the end of all of these podcasts, I want to identify what the hell it is that makes these movies, particularly this one. Particular, <laughs> this one has nailed it. Like mastered it. What it is that makes these these bad movies good? Believe it or not, I'm going to bring something out of this monster trucks scene here coming up because uh, we we we, we I was down hoping we would place. glaze over those and wouldn't bring it up. <laughs> I mean, is it not awesome though? It's like, amazing. It's like it's Bigfoot, so the great Bigfoot. It's a so fifty thousand dollars one. But it shows up halfway through the movie. Like, all of a sudden, a guy well, is... Well, it was there. after, though, it was after the meeting of yeah, the people who were. So yeah, it it I forgot I'm talking to two people who've watched this movie 500 times. <laughs> so, so Brad shoots the gun, stops the fight. Then all, like, the Red and, like, the other business people are talking about, like, how much of a scumbag this is. So then one of the guys well, yeah, there... He's like, you have insurance, don't well, you? Well, this, right. this is what I wanted to bring up about that is... How many times are you watching a movie and in your head, you know, something blows up and it goes like, oh, my shop. And in your back of your mind, you're like, oh, we think we said it would crash. You know, well, you got insurance on this, dude. Yeah. Like, come but on. He doesn't have, none of them ever answer the question, well, though. But, I, but what I love, though, is, is that the guy is like, come on, you got insurance. You got insurance. What are you crying about? Yeah, and then, then this place gets right. destroyed and he's like this. And Red's like, yeah, you got insurance, insurance huh? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's your, he just ripped it's your, your heart. It's your business. Right? He just ripped your heart. You put this is your business. You go and do that and he just it with Bigfoot. Right. You know, so yeah, yeah I, I liked that. I liked that little. That was kind of like in uh, an inside the movie. Movie. I liked. I liked your your text already. Where you're like, oh, look, Gravedigger shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of Bigfoot, so I just yeah, went yeah. with whatever well, I Gra- knew. Gravedigger was second. You know, yeah, one A. Well, now it's one, one and Bigfoot's like one A. And oh, that it, that actual the truck and the actual thing actually went on the monster truck tour. I'm it, sure. There's probably only yeah, like yeah. nine of these things on Earth, and they're like at <laughs> every guys, show. Guys, I've, I've, been, I've been to Monster Truck Rallies before. Oh, me too. It was the worst experience ever. First of all, they're blowing out exhaust into a closed... <laughs> in, I was at the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, so too. there's asbestos everywhere. This is before they knew it. You're in an enclosed area. The woman next to me literally went, do you want my earplugs? I went, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I, was, I was a kid, and I had like my my dad, who was a musician, he's like, okay, well, we'll just bring a bunch of cotton balls. I had, like, cotton balls <laughs> yeah. stuck in my ear. Like, I don't want to go to this if this is what I have to right. do. I did get a sweet Bigfoot t-shirt, though. You did? When I was a kid. That'd be a good vintage throwback here. I mean, you? it does not fit me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this the, the third act of this movie spirals into just, like, bizarre chaos. Why is Swayze so committed to stopping this guy? So now we see him working out. Yeah. Wade shows I up, and he's like, all right, Mijo, let's I get think, the fuck out yeah, of here. This is cool. I think this is... It, Great it, workout scene. It is a it is a very it's a very valid question. I think but why does he give a shit? Like I think this? what it is I think he sees he sees this he says like he sees Wesley everywhere he goes, and this time he has something. He's kind of developed a kinship with these people. Yeah, I think for the first time that he's like 
you know, he has this romantic interest. He's mm-hmm. he befriended Red at the bar. And Emmett, what does Red say? I was here twenty five. I came twenty five years ago. I was only gonna stay a little bit. And I ended up staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Of yeah. He goes, yeah, an ugly woman. It's like right. the island from Lost. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Elijah. Yeah, right. I think I think he's I think he's developed a because he's he's probably sick of all like these people taking advantage of hardworking folks, and it's become personal for him in a way, and also bringing up like, oh, I heard you killed a man. Kind of thing too. Like there is this yeah. tension between those two. Oh, of them. Wait, he does not. He does not like Wesley. Like he's, yeah. it's something about him that says this guy's not. This Wes, guy doesn't get to win. Wes, Wesley. Get to win. Wesley picked me, and when he did, he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great line. That's a great line. <laughs> that line caught me off guard. I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, how is he not a best best performance? <laughs> going means business. Yeah. I mean, let's let's not fool ourselves. He's. Swayze's got a god complex in this too. He has to be in control at all times. He has yeah. to. He well, he has says to get, he has something I never I lose. Leave, I leave when the job's done. Yeah. You know, he he has to be. Well, in he goes he goes from saying no one wins in a fight to I never lose. Right. That's I kind of how lose. that's kind of how disassociated he's become mm-hmm. through all this. Wesley has broken him. Yeah. Wesley's completely yes. broken him. Now he's like I need to win. Yeah. yeah, and so it wasn't like when he's you know. He's, <laughs> Before that, he's like, there is no self. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, nobody wins. Nobody wins in a fight, and then he, then he goes from that to I never lose, mm-hmm. which is kind of him just dialed up to eleven. Yeah, and Sam Elliott's like, dude, let's get out of here. Right, like, this town means nothing. Well, there'll be another town like this that we can fight over next week. Like, let's yeah. go. Like, we, we're literally the greatest one-two bouncer punch in the history of bouncers. And I have something about your comment about the great workout scene. He is awkwardly punching and kicking a wooden. What do you mean thing. awkwardly? That is training for a fight. I See, completely disagree with you. I'm dis- All right. I did disagree with you. Too. I'll give you one quick example. So My like knuckles he, hurt watching. So right. like he's okay. He's punching and kicking this wood thing, but then when when um, Wade S- Wade has a line to deliver, he starts going boosh, 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 and punches the thing like six times in a row. I'm like, could you do that? Like when he's not talking at the same time. <laughs> then he climbs a rope up to the next level without his legs and just starts punching another thing. Yeah, yeah, without a punching thing. A punching bag, yeah. And, and then he goes to punch Wade, and Wade's somehow superior in strength. It's old man strength. Yeah, the Buddhism. I, I thought it was a very weird exercising montage. It was it was like, let's just, he works out. These two are usually so kind of Buddhist and Zen now, one's falling apart. There's and nothing not Well, that part of it, I get movie. it. There's nothing not weird about this movie. This is a weird movie. Yeah, that part, I get. The, that I get the, the what he was going for. It was the physical punching of the stuff looked weird. Okay. Anyway. And then, and then this. You're probably just staring at Patrick. I was. I mean, but I've I seen know, it 500 how, times. How did you not? Did you not? <laughs> uh, but then, then this goes from two high sweatpants. <laughs> this goes from Wade trying to talk Swayze out, talk Dalton out of it, to Doc coming in trying right. to talk him out of it. It's just a terrible. And just, it just does not. Does Who's not... gonna save you? <laughs> she's not able to emote. No, she's not a good actor. No, she's, she's terrible. Because he says, "Oh, I'm gonna save this town from Wes," and then she says. Who's going to save them from you? It doesn't even make sense. I'd be like, what? It's, a, it's an apples and oranges right. comparison. Yeah, I, like, he's just working for some... He went from a bar to saving the whole time. And like, right. if I was him, I'd be like, Sway- huh? Sway- Swayze doesn't she didn't bother me in this Sway- movie. You guys are a little tough Swayze on her. doesn't run a crime scene. a little naive on her. Nah, Sway- I'm just... I'm just I'm I mean, we're about to get to her worst scene. Swayze doesn't run a crime syndicate in this movie. He's not extorting businesses. He's a cooler. But... Uh, then Emmett's place blows Emmett's up. Place Swayze blows up does some sweet parkour. That's Twenty years before jump, parkour, was yeah, yeah, well, I was like, "What is the need for this?" Oh, show? Uh, to show uh, that he could do the it. The timing, yeah, the timing of him spearing uh, the, 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 the henchman on the motorcycle. What's, that, what's the henchman's name? Jimmy. 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 He, he spears Jimmy at the perfect time. I mean, that's yeah. just 
You know it's coming too. You just like, oh, go, yeah. here we go. Doc, Doc, Doc's running. Old, his old quiz was just terrible. Doc, it looked like they like tied her ankles to like a tree and were like, all right, run away from it. Yeah, this this fight scene is just it's great. supreme. Well, yeah. first I mean, it's Emmett just... getting pulled out, and for some, there's a doctor there and a bouncer, and the bouncer tries to wake him up. No, you know, eighties. <laughs> then a. <laughs> Then the fight scene is just. And then, the, and then Jimmy. What says, does Emmett say to him? He's like, hmm, I, I'd be he's, better. He's, he's like, you, he's like, oh, you feel, you feel more. He's like, I'd be better if you got off me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the explosion so of Emmett's house is really something. That's, like, oh, yeah. that's Michael Bay esque. Seer, major explosions. Yeah. Reds, reds. I'm like, Patrick Swayze sprints at Reds Auto Parts. I'm like, what does he think he's gonna do? <laughs> and then the thing massively explodes. I'm like. Eh. Michael Beck. You got Jimmy in his Canadian tuxedo and his cross earring. Yeah. And, and they're really hitting each other. They're, they're, they're trained by a, a professional fighter. That's yeah. like they, they came in and, and they just beat the shit out of each other. For, it was five days of fighting. Yeah. And yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Just And they, they like hit each other. Oh, they were hurt at the yeah. end of it. And that sounds, he, that sounds, that sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. That sounds oh, so ridiculous. stupid. Be responsible. It's probably yeah. this guy never directed again. And... And His name is Rowdy Harold. I mean, like Swayze made some comment during filming that he like didn't think he would survive filming. At wow! One, at one point, Jimmy picks up a log that he thought was a prop log, but it was actually a log that was on the side of the bank and throws it and like breaks Swayze's rib with yeah. it. She <laughs> throws a gigantic log at him. Who was but, in charge of this? Like Rowdy <laughs> Harrington. <laughs> This sounds like the making of the room, like where there's like Seth Rogen is the cinematographer. Right, like there's two guys who know exactly what they're yeah, doing. And Michael Kamen are like, and the rest like, is a circus. Yeah, him and Michael like, Kamen. But can we talk about nobody doing their own stunts? Like you didn't have anyone. It's like now the actors are responsible to do their own stunts. We just got massive barbells. It was, Go. all, it was it's almost like, like it's like a big budget independent movie, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it's it literally like, like they gave him a budget and said, "Do whatever you want and just give us the product." And, but the, th- the problem was they used like eighty percent of the budget on Swayze, yeah, oh. and and the explosions of the yeah. barn. Yeah, I would have <laughs> figured music <laughs> rights would have been like ninety percent of the movie, but there's all Swayze. I think yeah. I think I think Jeff Healy, I think Jeff Healy took took yeah. the back end. He took like ticket sales. I think, honestly, I think they probably said, "All right, listen, Jeff, we're not going to pay at all, but we'll like." We'll put your name in we'll the credits in the post like, featuring Jeff Healy, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the 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 market point here for getting your throat ripped out? Like, do we have like a precedence for this? Is there like well, first is this of all, an actual first, skill? First of, all, no, it's, first of all, it's impossible. Well, the only one who does it is in Predator. I wonder if he got it for the idea from for he was going to do Predator too. That happened in Predator. In Predator, he doesn't he take out their like whole esophagus and. Well, their, I mean, he t- he removes the head and the spine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's no, it's it's something. This that, is a very specific move. It's something. It's something that cannot be done. The closest thing was Game of Thrones, but the guy got his throat cut first, and then again, and then he called it Rambo out. does it too. Okay, and then in in the one called Rambo, oh, the one, Rambo. Oh, the, 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 the first one, new one, five years ago, the first yeah. new uh-huh. one, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's something that cannot be done. <laughs> but it it's but, it, 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 but, it adds, but it adds to the charm of it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Sure. It really can't be done. You can't get your you can't get your fingers past this past the skin. I feel like if I was angry enough. Yeah, yeah, you think so? <laughs> well, I, I I do know that if someone were able to do it, it's not going to be Artie. I think it's, <laughs> no, it's not going to be. It's going to be some sort of trained samurai. It's yeah. not me. What but, we have did did, did oh, Pai Mai and, and Kill Bill takes out the eye, right? Yeah, he plucks out the plucks eye, out the eye yeah. which is probably also impossible. Right. <laughs> but that well, movie well, might show up later. We'll see. It's a great fight scene, and it has one of the best lines in the movie. Karen, I know it's. Uh, I know well, it's, I think, I know isn't Artie, isn't Ar- your quote of the movie? Is that your quote of the movie, Artie? 
Oh, uh, yeah. It's, obviously, it's the quote of the movie. It's, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> what? Someone yeah, typed that. Someone read it and went, all right. I practiced it. And then they went, all right, you got to say it. They, and, they wrote that line. They're like, you know what? I'm done for the day. And it's just like, but they, he went, went home. And it was like Wendy's. Never <laughs> showed back up again. Yeah, Continued like, getting paid. That's like, so, like, you know, Dalton's like, all right, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he says, and he goes, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? I just fucking was like, like what? Uh, Wait, are you gonna rape me? What is that? <laughs> what I'm, I'm gonna have to rip your throat out of it. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the turning point. Well, that, well, yeah, like that the gun the, didn't matter at yeah. that point. <laughs> I like I like that way he takes the gun. He's like, I'm gonna have to kill you the the old fashioned way. Yeah, like, I think it. Yeah. And then it's just played on the roll. I like, roll, I like how he there. gets a shot off, though. Too so yeah. many times like, because, holding because guns it, showed, the... it showed it showed intent. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then he drags the body into well, the water. Well, and well, 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 like, fuck you! Out of nowhere, I'm like, well, just dragging well, a dead it, body yeah, that rips, has no throat. Rips the throat, then Roundhouse kicks him in the back into the water. And I love how they the, they him. just live across the street from each other, across the river the from each other, the whole movie. So like Wesley's just like smoking a cigar, watching these two fight to the death. <laughs> that was that was cool. His, what is this West, world? West, West, <laughs> way, can we? I, I feel like it's it's taking too long to, to address this. Can we talk about how weird of it? How weird is it that a a, a sixty year old man from nineteen eighty nine is named Brad? <laughs> oh, I, I wondered that the whole time. It's, it does. I, I look. The this, names are all great in this. I movie. look. I look. This. They're I look, all named after like old westerns. Yeah, they're like, all named after old yeah. cowboys and old westerns. Yeah. I, I looked. I looked this up. I was like, let me take a look at like the nineteen. Um, I guess 1929 census. I was like, for like kids' <laughs> names. I looked up and like Brad is Bradley. Anything related is not in like the top 250. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Brad. Brad. It's like, it's like somebody made a movie today. It was like somebody that's like 60 years old. Man, had a Chad. Name like Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Harper. Yeah, Harper. Ryder. What a yeah. funny concept. Make a movie with a terrifying bad guy who's like a mob overlord. His name's like. Dylan. <laughs> Spelled like, with a Y. Like, with two eyes. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's what Joey's... Sailor. Here's what, here's what Joey's referencing with the, uh, with the Westerns. And it does not explain Grant's question about why Brad is in Good. Because Brad was not the name of a It does not make cowboy. sense. Wade Garrett shares his surname with Pat Garrett, who is the sheriff who was shot in Billy the Kid. Brad Wesley, the main villain of the film, is uh, the same name as John Wesley Harden. It's one of the more notorious cold So Brad is made up. <laughs> The Brad, I don't know where they must be. He's a John. Kelly Lynch, Doc, at Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. Uh, and then Emmett Dalton is what the Dalton Gang, I guess, is is famous too. Okay. So they what they picked all the characters. So okay. there definitely was some thought behind this this movie. Believe yes. That's what I'm saying. There's some guy that is, no one knows who put yeah. all this effort into this, this backstory. Is, this is this is my thesis of the episode. It, it sounds came, like it's adapted from a novel. Yeah. And it all came from such like a ridiculous constant, a small story of some small town where a bad guy gets murdered. Which and now we get the gee shirt yeah, blood, back. Blood. Yeah. Blood begets blood and. Brad Wesley gives the phone call and but does what? his does his best Joker impression. Uh, what about the where they're taking your girl or or yeah. your, your mentor, boy, your mentor? Yeah. But what yeah. about the hold on one second? Puts the phone down. Then we see him flip the coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Two Face. But like, 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 like oh, the, oh, pick one. Oh, you can't. All right, sorry. Yeah, hold but, on. Hold on a minute, please. What you can tell you how it turns out. He's, he's a sociopath. He's an yeah. absolute sociopath. Right. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, so so and then, Brad, and then, like and then, he made up in his head who's assigned the heads and who right. decides the tails. Right now, Brad Garrett. Brad, Brad, Brad Garrett. Garrett. <laughs> Wade Garrett gets gets his ass kicked. Yeah, everybody has Raymond communication. <laughs> Hello, Raymond. 
But wait, Wade left. How did, where did they track yeah, him down? He gets, he gets his ass. He comes back. He says, he says he, he just was says lucky. he's gonna kill one of them. And he goes, all right, he's all beat up, but I'll leave him at the no, bottom. No, no, well, because the they said, they said, they said, I'm lucky. Yeah. So well, that made that made Swayze yeah. believe that he it was, was that Doc was the one that. How was about him. how about hey, get in the car. Oh no, why don't you come with me? Here, makes, all right, because yeah. you're still vulnerable here. That, that is, and a, she's that work, is, she's in the hospital working anyway. But the security's not good. He walks in in a gi dress shirt. And it's like, where's the doc? They're like, X-ray room. Just yeah. yeah, they just let it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those pesky plot holes. His <laughs> advice to Wade Garrett, We're here just have a beer and wait for me. I'll be yeah. right back. Like, he's dying on, yeah. the, and, on the table. And listen, we don't get to, we don't get to praise the cinematography and, and zoom past no, the there plot are, holes. No, there are plenty, like, things, we're getting, we're listen, there are plenty of things that are wrong with this movie. I'm not, I'm not like putting this <laughs> up on like the upper echelon of movies. Right. I'm just saying this movie is a better made movie than people get. I mean, as for. we always say, no movie is impervious to nitpicks. Like, yeah. We're gonna get, we're gonna get you. There's, there's a lot. Time. There's a, there's a lot. Of <laughs> oh yeah, are. yeah. And Doc's super mad at Dalton for the murder. Yeah, oh, that she witnessed and is not traumatized by. Oh wait, Garrett gets the, the old tails. knife to the was, yeah the old knife to the back with the note on. And it. I, yeah, um, wake up, we're gonna go. Uh, there, there's You're right. several parts where I could bring this up, but I'm gonna just we'll do it here. The body count in broad daylight's getting a little high at this point. Like, wh- at what point? It's a lawless town. There's no police. The goons, I haven't seen one cop. All the goons are working at night. They it has like to happen very during end. the day. They show with the very very end, but it's like you still like I get that he he's in the pocket of the police. But you still have to account for a dead body. It's not like if they made him disappear, that's fine. But they're just leaving him in broad daylight. Right. Like, but you can't just like yeah. Then, you get they, they blew up. They were they, they were trying to blow like, up and like, like every, they were trying every, to blow him up when when they when they, they drove they, a monster truck through a car dealership. When they, when they had this, when they had like this little like with chamber, an audience. <laughs> when they had like this chamber of commerce meeting after Red's house, Red's place of business blew up. <laughs> they're um, like, well, no one. It doesn't matter because every, you know he runs everything. Literally the next day, everyone watches Brad Wesley tell someone to to destroy this guy's car dealership. Right. Like that's egregious. Yeah. <laughs> like that is something that like I don't care how much clout you have, there are a, there are a hundred witnesses. Yeah. Someone has to be like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, anybody, but anybody, but Cody could have tested. But is that? Right? <laughs> But is that everyone's? But I guess like everyone's conditioned to just like. Well, they said, "Who are we gonna tell? The police? He owns the police. What are you gonna go sit on the stand again with the well, FBI?" Well, I, like, I like, I like, I like that part where he's like, he's like, I have someone in Kansas City that works for the F or Springfield works for the yeah. FBI. He's yeah. like, this is not an FBI matter. <laughs> yeah, right. The FBI's not gonna come to the town for this. We have a guy bullying everyone over here. It's like, okay, just, cool. yeah, he's Let's, taking ten percent of your your, okay, so your profits. That's not a. He owns the police. So the police are that. Well, let's like flip it around though. Like, couldn't. Brad Wesley then go to the police and be like, uh, guys, they just ripped, I just watched them rip my boy's throat out. Like, yeah, why, don't just, why don't you just arrest him? The doctor and then the at the emergency room knows about it. Yeah, I mean, you guys. It was, a, way, it was a winning losing thing. Like yeah, it's a, a wild west. You said it right already. It's this a wild west. Why isn't there a wallless town? It's meant to be west. Jasper, Missouri. Yeah, this, right. It, it's, be, it's become, and now it's just mono, mono, mono now. It's like, yeah. I, I feel like. Wesley even says, like, if I bring the cops in, it'll just complicate right. things. Let's just have me versus him. And, and he's so, got that old Vietnam, um, that old, his well, old Vietnam yeah, it's like, it's, it's, power. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Chicago mob mentality. Right. A group yeah. on the streets of Chicago. Yeah. The final showdown, which starts with, with the, with the, with the car, car coming through. Which and is just, Terry, yeah. Terry Funk running. Just, just wonderful to watch. Just, this is, they <laughs> they spent a lot of money on a lot of things they did not spend money on. This is how you hold and shoot a gun, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> breezed over that one. Yeah, all of them. 
assumed I, I, everyone I, could I, do it. I think there was a meeting that they had. They all got together and were like, how much explaining of how to do this to Terry Funk do we want to do? Do we, do we want to... Are we gonna do we want him to time? know how to work a gun? Are we, we going to invest our time in this like a little bit, a lot, or just not at all? And I think they got together and were like, let's just, let's just not do it. Like, He's here, we're, let's we're, just we're, let him... It's like we have to... We're too busy rigging this car with explosives. Yeah, we're going to waste our time with this. Yeah. Let's just let him do this thing. He's in the movie. I, I'm, like, I'm more concerned about this car stunt than I am. Like, how many times else. are we going to flip this car versus does it matter if Terry Funk knows how to hold it? We tried to get Hogan. He wasn't available. Like, this Terry Funk. Let's just say this. If this was a movie with less restraint, like something like MacGruber, because throat rips are a thing if MacGruber's <laughs> awesome. Where, <laughs> right, there you go. It, right. it, would be, it would be great if the... Um, you know the sec the the, thir- the third in command, the guy with the monster truck, he was like walking through with a shotgun, kind of surveying. It would be great if everybody he came across was missing their throat. If <laughs> 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 everything was just like a but bloody, a a bloody sh- an actual bad movie does that. No, yeah, I have like, a- MacGruber would do something like that. You know what wasn't over? The- you know what was similar to MacGruber though is the throat rips in MacGruber is the same as the knee kicks in Roadhouse. Yeah. Like <laughs> this guy destroys meniscuses oh, on, yeah, on the rag. The he even says it. He goes, "You just go for the knee." Yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. matter how big it's they great, are. Yeah. It's a great strategy. Yeah. You could have used that. No, I have a question. Not violent. I have a question that I, I don't think we have an answer to, but where did you... Now, Terry Funk is is out, and uh, O'Reilly, or o, what is it? O, O'Connor. O'Connor's O'Connor. out. Now, do you think they're dead, or are they just knocked out? Because Tinker, he doesn't leave Tinker for dead. Tinker, I think they're I think knocked, knocked out. out. I think they're knocked I think out. I think they're incapacitated. Yeah. Because then the other two are dead. Yes. He yeah. the knife. Well, the knife picks up the knife, gets yeah. the knife out of his hand, it, it, it flips kicks, up it slowly, takes it, it the again. Very A.B., Cartoon understanding of what a shotgun is that we can just use this guy as a right. shield and like no body parts are going to blow off or anything. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, run. It doesn't shoot out the buck. The shot doesn't go through. Right. It's just a, yeah. it's just a stain of blood on his back and, and it's all good. Yeah, you know, and then the, and then the knife yeah. thrown across. The guy <gasps> falls from the balcony. Well, like like a western, like like in many westerns. Well, like, how about when he gets to Bradley and Bradley throws a spear at him? That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, the spear phenomenal. just keeps going. Too. He throws the spear. I'm like, what a bad throw! And then they show the result. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> He's so Nolan Ryan over here. Clearly Brad with also an unbelievable line. Oh, you found my trophy room. The only thing missing is your ass. Your ass. Not your head. Your ass. Your ass. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, though, it's a nice ass. <laughs> I mean, you're going to cut a part of Patrick Swayze off. Yeah. We get but, to see a lot of it. You know, Tinker's terrible job of a polar bear very slowly falling on him. Didn't well, why is the guy spazzing out as the polar bear? Because he's terrible. Because he fucking sucks and he should be on his stupid pig farm. My wife said, why is he having a seizure as this because is falling on him? I'm like, I don't have an answer for this. Because he's fucking awful. Bad henchman. He deserves Did he think the bear was power. real? Yes. No, I get. I love the. I love the Patrick's ways. He's like, roar! <laughs> the bear. He's like, <laughs> I love the. There's the more classic Brad Wesley here with. What are y'all mad about anyway? Putting that old man into the misery. Should be thanking me. It was a mercy killing. It was a mercy killing. Jimmy was Jimmy was much younger than you he was. Killed my boy. How you killed all my boys? Yeah. This is so good, so good. I don't. I, I just don't love buy Jimmy him. was in better shape than he was. I don't <laughs> buy him being able to put hold up any sort of fight against. Well, I mean, Swayze, Swayze takes care of him pretty. 
He, he gets a few punches. I mean, in, he though. gets shot like right in the shoulder in the very beginning. Yeah, okay. Maybe you know what of, I mean? Like, he, he it, it was it was a little bit of a handicap match. I yeah, love yeah, the yeah. concept of henchmen. Just the bad guy <laughs> having <laughs> uh, subordinates that he sets out are like not qualified, but they're getting just paid. Just, you gotta love too how how some of the henchmen are people that Swayze has fired earlier in the movie. Like they're just they've hopped in on it. <laughs> I wonder if Taffer, as we go back to it now. Oh right. Has he ever had a crew of henchmen that he's fired come after him? And that would some be that'd be great. Like. Like he's at a bar, and he's like, "Oh, I was at another bar across the street, and those guys show up to like the stress test, and just like they just like piss on the they, bar, they just, like, throw <laughs> bottles <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> throwing throwing spears." Yeah. <laughs> Did we see what happens? Like the tall guy. I feel like no, that, the tall guy. I feel like is, that was. I yeah, we got a clear nut shot. Right. For no, 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 center no, no. frame. He went to the and, hospital and, after and the nut the... shot, and he just never got out. Okay. Yeah. Right. Can't produce severed testicle. Yeah. Can't reproduce. Twisted <laughs> testicle. You can't get into another fight for like and at least six and weeks. It's snared testy. Yeah. He's got he a rest. He's got bed rest. Doc wouldn't give him clearance before we get into. <laughs> so you're a henchman. She opens the file. <laughs> so you're a henchman. <laughs> before we get into the awards, let's put a ribbon on this thing with uh, this final, this final shootout that we that we've been alluding to throughout this. We're, I mean, Swayze likes kudos, to live. Kudos to uh, Wesley for taking. Four shotgun shots <laughs> to the chest. Yeah, what a, like just that was like, that was like, <laughs> like Scarface. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like Horrorville in level. Yeah, yeah, down. it was Horrorville. It was. It was same yeah. thing. You don't kill go him. down easy. Yeah. You don't go down easy. But yeah, it is kind of it is kind of fun having each of the shop owners get their own shot. Yeah, in. They, they, they get their little vengeance Two, at the end. Three, and then. Do I didn't say anything? Did you say anything? It's like just like with all smarts, like you just murdered a man. <laughs> like he was a bad guy, and he was taking ten percent of your profits. I get it. He made things harder, but he was bringing a JC Penny. Now you and guys are not getting a JC Penny. Where are you buying your clothes? Now you only have one store, and it's the it's the road. You also just mur- you also just murdered a man. At least Swayze has some murdering background. And now the sheriff and the police who haven't been around this whole movie just show up, and now that they're no longer in Brad Whistley's pocket because he's a puddle of blood in the middle of the ground. They come in, what are they, we going to do about all these bodies laying around? Like, they, right. they, they come in asking for... They come in asking for Brad. Yeah. Like, they come in like, Wesley, where are you? And it's just like... It's like, well, obviously, you're going to look into this further, right? And Tinker, <laughs> his henchman goes, a bear fell on me. A bear fell on me. Yeah. So Doc was mad at him because he, mur- he, murdered, one, he murdered one guy. Then he murders a bunch of guys, witnesses a murder, murders, and then she's like, let's go skinny dipping! Yay! <laughs> yeah. I noticed this. Let's skinny dip in the same pond where we just had a guy <laughs> floating. With his like, Jimmy's out. body is just probably still there. Like, Jimmy's just, like, bloated, covered in maggots, and they're like, <laughs> All right, are we ready for the uh, awards? I, I do I do want to say before we get there, the, the closing credits... It's just a rocking yes. Bob Dylan tune. It's great. When the Night is, is Falling or, or just rocking by Jeff Healy's band, really playing us out. Yeah. Way better than the original, too, believe it or not. Okay. I can see that. Bob yeah. Dylan leads the league in writing songs for other people that just slay them. The Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah. So the awards. Here we go. Now, I think this might be the biggest MVP landslide that we've ever had in the history of this uh, history yeah, we'll, of this we'll, podcast. We'll, we'll find out. I'll, then I'll just start. Uh, the MVP here to me is... Patrick Swayze. 137 He's an iconic action movie character. Might be one of my favorite action movie characters ever. Okay. Uh, he is my most valuable player of this movie. Like we said, his wins above replacement are soaring yeah. in this movie. And yeah. Anybody else is in this movie, no one watched it after 1989. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Patrick... It's 
it's peak Swayze here. Now again, we haven't seen yeah. Ghost or, or Dirty Dancing yeah. as, as we said earlier, but it's a different um, type. It's a different greatness peak. of Swayze. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is um, the peak. Well, Bodie's the peak. Let, let me. Yeah, I, I feel like as Bodie's an actor, Bodie's yeah. Bodie's a better character. He's but yeah. this is a better action role. But um, yeah, Grant, he's, what he's do you got, Grant? Who's your MVP? My MVP is Sam Elliott. Okay, and I, I think he's. I think he <clears> is. Just obviously, it's a smaller role. I think he brings the character brings a very necessary heart to the movie that's not romantic. It's a fatherly tutor relationship that kind of lets like lets Dalton kind of express who he is without showing it to the other staff. And I think Sam Elliott completely kills it. He is charming, and it's a believable ass kicking. He's a believable ass kicker. And I, I just, I just, I loved it every time he was on screen. He's yeah. my honorable mention, not to skip okay. ahead, because uh, I, I think it's Swayze's movie, but yeah. So my runner-up is actually Sam Elliott's okay. pubes in that scene, oh, yeah. where he opens his pants <laughs> and you see pubes yeah. for yeah. no reason. To but show to, Sam Elliott pubes. To my real... A lot, of, a lot of nudity, just, they committed to nudity. Yeah. And just yeah. hair just coming through skin. clothes yeah. and yeah, like everywhere. Skin. They were just like women everywhere. Honestly, they were just like, we have some good looking people. Let's, yeah, let's show what they got. My MVP is Brad Wesley. Okay. Wow. Okay. Really awesome villain. Just super sadistic and evil and well developed. And and very calm throughout the whole thing, which is even creepier. It's sick. Scarier. He's sick. He's scary a little he's bit. Scary. Yeah, he's scary. He's, he's, no, he's nuts. You only see him angry at the very end where Swayze's on like the couch and he's like ready to come after him. That's the only time you see him like wide-eyed. Cool. But then he looks and confused. He's like, wait, this guy's gonna let me go. This yeah. guy fucked up. It's, uh, yeah, it, he's a great character. I, he, he for me has, he need, you need more from Brad Wesley's character. Like, There's yeah. too much lurking across the river for me. <laughs> I like that. That's great. <laughs> to the creepiness. I'll, I'll on, an SC, on an ATV. Oh, oh. Yeah, where he just rolls his eyes out doing that shit, yeah. <laughs> A well-positioned, super powerful, uncontested mob boss yeah. is pretty villainous. I mean, there's yeah. really like it's tough to, it's, to dethrone that. Run, so that's run, a tough thing. He runs, runs the town like yeah. it's like an old western. I didn't even know that western thing. Yeah. Till, it's a, he's a great villain. Till today, but uh, he's, he's my great MVP. villain in a members-only jacket and a tit tied over fedora. I love it. Yeah, so, Joey, we gonna break the tie here. MVP. I mean, I'm going Swayze. I can't. Yeah, Swayze. I read this one wrong. I thought we would be four for Me more too. Swayze. Yeah. I was afraid of that too. Yeah. But I, looking into it, I think Brad Wesley's more valuable. Wow. You could, I think you could replace the guy. So Julie Andrews remains the only undefeated MVP yeah. in this. I think I'd make her the MVP of Roadhouse if I could. <laughs> <laughs> You're you, about to recast her. You hear me, Jules? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I would. Re- I would recast Dalton as Julie Andrews. No. <laughs> Nobody saw the problem. Like Dalton. <laughs> Grant's upset. <laughs> no, that's fine. You guys, I know. I know what you guys are trying to do. Yeah, it's fine. L- uh, LVP. Joe, I have, I have two. Uh, first, I have Tinker, but okay. you know he's terrible and doesn't deserve too much. Then I have uh, Doc Kelly Lynch. Doc's Doc is mine. Doc's mine. <laughs> wow. She's yeah. terrible. What a, she who's dresses. Gonna, who's gonna save them from you? She dresses like a picnic table at one point in the movie. All right, Kieran, who do you have? I'm curious. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So I, I did not pick her because I actually liked her. I thought she was. I thought she looked the part. I thought she she didn't didn't distract the movie. She didn't distract from the movie to me. I guess you guys didn't feel the same. I am very decisive on my LVP here. It is Kathleen Wilhoyt who played Carrie. 
who she was, she got was most my, of her scenes cut from the movie. She was she, so was, she was my runner up. I, she, yeah. you know, you, you, she's supposed to play this important role. You should, she's the one bringing, bringing breakfast. The breakfast. To, she like stalked him to find him. But she, that scene of her lip syncing is the worst scene in the movie. Agreed. It's painful yeah. to watch. She's bouncing around like, and it takes away from an excellent band for no reason. For no reason at all. It's, yeah. It takes you out of the movie. You have the other heavy set bouncer like, oh, I didn't know she could sing. We never see her again for the rest of the movie. No, like, that's who, it. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Easy LVP. I mean, I guess, no yeah. value. No value. Yeah. And and I think the director saw it too. That's why she got more scenes cut. Yeah. I I knew you guys would be a little tough on Kelly Lynch. I didn't think that. It, it would be. She's, she's one she has she's, such a more prominent role she's, she's than that. She's yeah, one of my, well, re- she's one of my recasts. She's mine too. Away. And it's funny we talk about all these deleted scenes and talk about her being in cocktail also. Yeah. She was like notably upset that all her scenes got cut out of cocktail. Yeah. Where she oh, had this like well fleshed out character. Yeah. And basically she's just in the movie wearing a thong and that's about yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a really good storyline in cocktail that like ties up some of the some of the met weird story stuff. <laughs> Participation award. Oh. I have one or. Uh, I've been saying this the whole episode. I think Dean Cundy is the honorable mention for me. I think the cinematographer. The, yeah, the cinematographer, the the director of photography. He brings us to a whole nother level. And I, I want to bring this up. I want to see what you guys think about it. It's um, the scene where Dalton and Wade are driving to the date to to uh, to meet Doc, and it's a head first shot into the car and the windshield and the and. Wade's looking at the windshield and they're talking. When I watched it yesterday, it dawned on me that that was foreshadowing of Wade's death. Interesting. Now, because the hole was right where his face was, meaning that he was unprotected. Mm-hmm. And so in the movie, he's unprotected where Dalton is behind the glass safe. Wow. And that's and I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but given this other guy's line of work, probably I not. Yeah, I, really. I don't think I don't think that's it's good. That, I don't think that's it's that good. far of a stretch. Wow. Really I think good. That, I like I, it. Yeah, I think we really good. If we've yeah. done one thing, we've proved that the cinematographer here took this very seriously. Yeah, yes. I don't know that there's anyone on Earth who picked up on that aside well, from you. Listen, Grant, like watch Earth. watch it 34 more times. <laughs> I can't <Okay>. wait. <laughs> and uh, it's just because like I remember watching it like. On, I watched it Friday, Saturday. We're watching, we're recording this on Sunday. And on Friday, I'm like, "Oh, this movie's pretty clever, actually." And then, like yesterday, I watched. It, I'm like, "I'm gonna find everything in this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm gonna write it down." I love it. So, 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 Dean Cundy is my uh, my honorable mention. Yeah, I have, I have an honorable mention too. I finally, came up with one. It's the the blind guy, the band, Jeff Healy. He's awesome. Well, what's his name in this? Cody. 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 Yeah, he's awesome. He's great. He's he's awesome. I love the the soundtrack. The whole thing is like music video after music video. Every time they show development of the the bar, it's you know why, panning shots across the bar with the million extras and a whole song playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the bar and bar looks better and better every time. Yep, they're in uniforms. That, yeah, as they have those on and polo shirts. Yeah, yep. stables uh, employees. I love yeah, it. I love it. I guess it makes sense for me to go next because my participation board was Jeff Healy Band. Okay, and their and their role in this, I thought that they added such a charm to the yeah. movie. It was this other thing going on while the while the movie's going on, and even the progression of them playing behind the cage to now they're in this nice yeah. stage mm-hmm. where they're they don't have to worry about getting you know Bottle bottles thrown at them anymore. And it's just evidence where there's literally a blind guy who used to get bottles thrown at him, and now he can play confidently without anything in front of him. That's how much Dalton cleaned this bar up. Right. There's no even risk of that. And anymore. it went from a shit show to there's a line of people outside right. waiting to get in. Yeah, I mean, just the idea of being on stage, blind. 
and thinking that someone might throw a bottle at you is terrible. Like you have to shred out a it's, Bob Dylan it's song. Terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah, that's not knowing what's coming at you. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I, I've geez. never. You know what? I didn't think. Of yeah, that. without that, that fence, is, that is a, that is that is terrifying. Yeah. Without that fence, he's gonna last one night. Like, yeah, bottle to the face, and a testament to how much no way to see it coming. Yeah. yeah, holy shit! So, Great that's, point. That's interesting. Participation award. Sam yeah. Elliott. I thought he was just fantastic. Yeah. Everything Grant said. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, scene of the movie, Dalton being introduced to the crew, it's a great going scene. through the rules. Yeah. That to me is like, I could watch that movie just once a day and be have a big smile on my face. That is, that is a great scene. That is not mine. That was a runner up for me. Um, mine, mine is the liquor delivery fight scene. Cool. Um, because you, you see, well, of course, my MVP. That's when he kind of comes Intro in. To Wayne Garrett. Yeah. Intro to Wayne Garrett. Um, first time you see Dalton on the ropes. All that stuff and the mind your business, dad. It's a great line. Great. <laughs> and, uh, dad. So I, mind your business, dad. Uh, so I, I just I think that's a that's a cool that's a cool little scene. It kind of just shows the dynamic of Dalton and Wade, and it kind of sets up the whole movie. Cool. Yeah. I put the Jimmy and uh, Dalton fight. Sure. Yeah. I mean that's, that's probably the most most recognizable. Scene, right? yeah. yeah. I went with the diner scene. I really liked um, Sam Elliott talking to Patrick Swayze yeah. okay. about, about Memphis. I think all are very legit. A, yeah. lot of, a lot of the movie is like hinting at a future reveal, but like that reveal happens like 10 minutes later. Like yeah. they're not, they don't hide it for too long. Right. The Memphis thing, they kind of hide for a long time, so, and then so Sam Elliott brings it up directly yeah. and says, like, get over that shit. Yeah. Like you said, cut it loose. Cut yeah. the fuck loose. And Great then it's, it's, he's a different guy after that. Like yeah. He listens to Wade Garrett. Yeah. And I will say the great George Strait, the king of country playing during that. All my exes live in Texas. Yep. Great tune. Yep. And we've now gotten subtle, heavy-handed, and iconic all into the same podcast. Boom. Well, I mean, we've it, done our if job. it didn't happen in Roadhouse, it couldn't happen anywhere. It's the beauty of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, now there it is. There it is. Whoever had, whoever boom, was, boom, whoever boom, was boom, boom. Whoever the was bingo playing, card just got filled. Yeah, whoever was playing best picture, <laughs> best picture cast <laughs> drinking game. <laughs> BPC bingo. That's All right, boring. so how do we get Steve Harvey into this movie? We don't. Uh, no. Could Zombie remake this movie? No. 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 <laughs> All right. well, that was a fun segment. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll 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 volunteer. I I will I will I will be I will be this this dismissive every time. I'm what if I rephrase the question is if Rob Zombie remade Roadhouse, would you watch it? No. Yes. Come on. If anyone rewatched, no, actually that's probably not true. I think I think. If Roadhouse is just flat out remade, I didn't know anything about it. I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah. I would watch it. No, I would, hundred percent. You know, it was almost remade with Ronda Rousey yeah. as Dalton. She got cast, and it just fell apart. Oh, that's horrible. Was Rob Zombie in charge? That was probably a WWE flick. Yeah. Before we do our our time machine recast, we put anyone into the movie at any point of their career. Artie has created a nice little role for Robert Shaw in this film. Well, didn't we have the Robert I, Shaw? I, I made one last minute. Yeah. All right. So, Kill Bill Two. Tori Hanzo has a employee that he summons that gives him a lot of back talk and a lot of attitude. I think Red would have an employee and it would be Jaws Shaw. Oh, and he'd give him a lot of back talk and a lot of, you know. To Red? To Red. To Red. At the, at the auto, but he's the one coming out with the mop and angrily mopping and. That's what I would do with Robert Shaw. He, okay. he, he could use someone helping him out with that yeah. shop. Yeah. Robbed one and then like, can, right. To make a little so humor much. dynamic, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's a spot for him. Yeah, that's what I'm doing with that one. Great. Has so, yeah, mine, mine comes from a, uh, from a personal experience kind of thing where there's this bar, uh, there's a bar near us or 
it's no longer there. It's, it was called the Downtown, and and uh, it was a music venue. It was a local music venue, and they had an open mic night every Tuesday, and there was this old guy that would go there, and when bands were playing, he would just like walk around playing the spoons. Not, he wasn't affiliated. Oh, he wasn't affiliated with any band. He was like some old white-haired, you know, former, you know, firefighter or something, and he would just go around playing spoons. And I feel like, I feel like Robert. I would put Robert Shaw as this spoon guy walking around. It's like some crazy old hermit, <laughs> like that would just like follow around the Jeff Healy band, just you know, and just like talk muttering to himself. He opens the just, spoon man. No, opens no not even that. He just like walk, He just like walks around. You just see him in the background muttering to himself, playing the spoons. Like and that it. and that would be that That's would cool. be his, yeah. You have, do you have Robert Shaw? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I have him as a guy in the emergency room across from uh, Dalton when he hears that. Pain don't hurt. Who also needs stitches, so he decides also to go without pain medication, <laughs> and then immediately regrets it. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I I had him just showing up as himself as the fourth guy with the shotgun at the end, <laughs> without any context. Yeah, no all context at all. It's, 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 it's like, That's oh, amazing. Oh, Robert Shaw's here. Yeah. Oh, get your belly. Yeah. Just you gotta like, play a one little one liner. Yeah. Done. Uh, okay, time machine recast. Okay, I have I have a, a couple. I'll go through them real quick. Um, first one I, for Doc would be Italian job era Charlize Theron. So it's before she is, she won the Oscar. It's before she made it really big. She was a known, she was a known actress at the, at the time, but before she got really big, I feel like she would be great as that role. She has, she has the chops to do it. She's beautiful. I feel like she can really, that's a role she can sink her teeth into. I mean, I can't argue with that. It's a phenomenal call. Yeah. I mean, Charlize Theron's always. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's she's great in everything. Yeah, same, she's uh, great in everything. Yeah, same sort of features and yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So I got that one. Now, do you know who was originally supposed to play her? It's really and funny. Got, got they fired her because she had no chemistry with Swayze at all. No. And then Benning. Interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Talk uh, about putting like a five-time Oscar nominee in here. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I like Charlie Theron. That's yeah, good, that's, that's a good cool. good take. Um, so another one instead of uh, for Tillman. Instead of this creepy-looking guy, it would be uh, Dean Norris. Oh, Dean Norris! <laughs> Hank from Breaking yeah. Bad. I feel like I feel hell like, yeah, that is a great call. Who is Again, he? Hank, Hank from, from Breaking, Hank from Breaking Bad. Bad. No, who, who's he replacing? Tillman, the guy who recruits. Boss, the recruits the double dudes. Uh, okay. Okay. I like yeah. it, Grant. So like, now so, I do love Tillman in this stuff. I, I, I can't recast him. Yeah, I love his creepy. Oh, really? oh I, just, I love his creepiness. Creepiness needs to be helped. If you lose the creepiness, I want him to be a little bit more like. He could handle himself in a fight if he needed to, but like, he's been around the block too many times, and he's kind of you know he's fat and old now. And yeah, I yeah I like it. So I did uh one for I did one for Doc. Uh, I don't Brooklyn Decker. I thought would be good at it. She's okay. really pretty. She's. She's, she's funny. Just she's, as good of an actress. Yeah, yeah probably <laughs> like... I think she's a little bit better. Yeah, you, did, you did see Battleship, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where I went off. She was great. Tier-wise, she probably stacks up wrong with someone who would be cast at, at that or on. Yeah. yeah, so I think it works. But then for I, my Tinker fucking recast is someone I also really dislike, but I think would be good. Paul Hauser. I thought about that, too. Yeah, I think he's Who's a clown. Paul uh, Richard Jewell. I thought of him as a good guy bouncer with... Uh, you know, on, the, on Dalton's side. Uh, I thought he was Tinker, the useless henchman. I think he plays a bodyguard in, in Itania, too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and technically, he's a bodyguard in Cobra Kai. Yeah, in Cobra Kai also. Yeah. Yeah. Artie. I recast Doc as well. 
I went with Reese Witherspoon. I like it. I mean, I love it. It works. Yeah, it totally works. We all kind yeah. of had the same idea, but I'm, I, we're putting, we're putting, you know. I have a good one though. Putting babes in there. It's not so I have a good one. I uh, the douchey bartender that gets fired. Okay, I like where you're going. I replaced him with Freddie Prinz Jr. <laughs> with that same mustache. <laughs> wow. Like full blown douchebag pulls out the hunting knife. Can yeah. act, starts a fight with Swayze. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> I thought of that amazing. 30 seconds Again, ago. Again, matches the tier really yeah, well yeah. with that, too. Yeah. Yeah, he has a little bit of a Dax Shepard look to so him. So the other guy was, yeah, what's Doc the guy's Shepherd, name? Yeah, Who's the guy who played the rapper? Jamie King? What's the guy's Jamie name? Jamie Kennedy? Jamie Kennedy. He was the other guy I was thinking for the douchey <laughs> bartender. Looks, looks a little like, like that I'm ratty say he mustache. Might be a little too hammy, but then I remember him pulling out the knife. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I guess he didn't get much hammier. Uh, okay, so... For this one, I recast my LVP. Of course. And uh, I, did, yeah. I slid um, RIP, I slid Brittany Murphy into that role. That maybe she would have played that bubbly, the bubbly waitress a little better. Oh, interesting, yeah. And I like that. That's when I got so many receipts cut, yeah, brings her breakfast. Might be a little more. A little, a little like hard. eight mile Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I, you know, I miss Brittany. Brittany. Even if you go clueless Brittany Murphy, it's. Yeah. You know, I. You just see, see if she can do the, uh, the Midwest accent. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they necessarily necessarily all nailed accents. In this oh, movie, yeah, right? actually, the one that plays Carrie Ann doesn't. She doesn't even try. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. She just does her own um, thing. I don't but, think Terry Funk was thinking Midwest when he was rolling out. Yeah, but does anyone works. do an accent in this movie? Sam Elliott. <laughs> it's his voice. Uh, <laughs> I went to this movie thinking, like, where can I put Walton Goggins? Okay. Because awesome. I think he's... I think he's perfect for Roadhouse. He's great and justified. Yeah, I know where he and hateful. I, I know where yeah. he'd go. But and I think I think he I think I would put him as the bartender that gets fired. Okay. As as uh, Wesley's as Wesley's nephew. I have him as the the steel boot tip heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Put a little better face on that guy. Yeah. Really, really get after him. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like Walton Goggins belongs in Roadhouse. Yeah, I really do. Good call. Yeah. Okay, we did it, guys. We did our uh, we did our deep dive into Roadhouse. I'm gonna let Grant. You'll be the we'll leave you last word here. But Artie, how is this Roadhouse experience for you? Watching the movie. Closing words. Oh, it's unbelievable. I'm obsessed with the movie. I wish we could talk about this movie for three more hours. <laughs> I wish we could watch it while we talk about it. I, listen, I, scene I, by scene, I, I'll, I'll watch along. I cannot, I cannot roll out a commentary track, and I oh. really wish we could find our hands on the director's cut of this movie. Oh, oh my god. god. Joe, in closing words, what do you got for us? Just, uh, you know, I'm so happy that the tournament went so well, that so many people engaged with us, and that yeah. at the end of it, we were able to get this you were able to give uh, Roadhouse the full earnest treatment that it deserves. It really does. And I'm and I'm really happy I was able to use this platform to kind of explain why I think Roadhouse deserves the amount of love this movie gets. I feel like it deserves more love from a technical standpoint yeah, and it really doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah. And uh, people watch it and it's Everyone's like, this movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> right. Because it is fucking awesome. Like nobody watches it. I don't know why. Movie. But right. like from a technical standpoint, this movie is wonderfully crafted. And it should be recognized as such. Not you know, again, I'm not putting this up with the Godfather Part Two or anything <laughs> like that. But it's um, but it's a wonderful movie. It yeah. walks a tight line between like horrendous and amazing and just constantly leans towards amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 like I said, like the plot is so Absurd that it kind of overshadows the filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's hidden. It's, it's hidden. It's a hidden gem. It's, it's, it is a hidden gem. It's a hidden it is, gem. As much as as much as it's 
seen by a lot of people and accessed by a lot of people. It, I, I think there are a lot of people who go, oh, yeah, I've seen Roadhouse, I've seen Roadhouse. Maybe they've just seen a scene or two and I'm really right. it, sat down and, and really lived it and experienced it. You guys it, but, haven't noticed the foreshadowing of Wade's death. Get into it. Yeah. Get that's into right. It. We have art here, baby. This is film. It's film. Man. And I, I, it's I, high I, art. I actually said genre. This, I said this today, like conflict. When, when we do these movies and these podcasts, like usually, and we really live in them. Mm-hmm. After it, I'm like, all right, I'm not watching that movie for another year. Like, I'm done. I'm done with. And has, as much as I love it, yeah. but I'm done for a while. I, I could watch Roadhouse tomorrow. If I'm when I go home, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put, put on the DVD right now. <laughs> when you guys leave, Grant, any other closing words? No, no, just like Joey said, thank you for thank you for voting, thank you for coming along with us on this journey. Absolutely, get and get us on all our socials. We're at Best Picture Cast. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Twitter's where you can interact with us. Both for some of the polls we have. We have that horror contest coming up for the month of October. I think when this airs, we'll be right in the thick of it. So join us on Twitter and, and get your your votes out. So there'll be another one of these episodes. Coming out too, it'll be. We had a lot of fun doing this. I had a blast, gentlemen. So much thank fun. you, awesome, Elvis Roadhouse. Elvis, <laughs> play something with some balls. <laughs>